Server transfers are starting up tomorrow. And the winner for the Star Wars Off the Record Game Time card is going to be announced. Stay tuned for Star Wars Off the Record next. Quest Network is proud to present Star Wars Off the Record. Hey everybody, welcome back to another great episode of Star Wars Off the Record. Today's record date is Monday, June 11th. I am your host, Eve Varwin, and I am joined by an all-star QGN cast, which may or may not resemble exactly the, the Elder Scrolls Off the Record show. <laughs> <laughs> I am proud to announce, Lewis, the Loremaster, Olan. Hey, hello, Eve Varwin. Hello, everyone in the chat room. Glad to be here tonight. Joe, the Widget Wilson. What? (laughs) And moving from Joe. (laughs) And Dave D'Enforce Adams. Hey, y'all. Glad to be back. (laughs) Great to have have you guys with us. Thanks for for jumping in at the last minute. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Ah, my pleasure. (laughs) Wee! Fun, fun. I haven't Um, been on this show since, geez, like episode four. Six. Or five, something like that? Episode six. After you fired huh. me, and then you said, wait, no, I take it back. And then I said, cool. Now I get to fire you. And you're like, damn it. <laughs> damn. Tell me some backtracks. I can't fire my Evarwin. No, I couldn't fire my widget if I tried. <laughs> well, sounds personal, but yes. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. So, all right, so, like, all right, here's what happened. Lou and I kind of, like, started the show up today, and we were like, okay, let's do it! And then we realized, Fred's on vacation. We're not, what are we doing? <laughs> Fred's Fred's definitely on vacation. And then we got a call from Rob, who, ah, man, you know, I just, first, I want to just say congratulations, because Rob deserves yes. it. Congratulations. Yes, congratulations. Yes. He his life is just moving in an, in a great direction. Unfortunately, the volume on his life got turned up really, really loud, really, really fast, and it just you know it kind of made things. He had to reprioritize. So unfortunately, Rob's not going to be on the show and the network anymore. Um, and the reason is is because he got married, as as we spoke about on on the last episode, and. You know, we were we were very very happy to um, to have him come back after his after his uh, his honeymoon. But then today, like three hours before we were start to record, he got a massive promotion at work. He couldn't turn it down, and he called me up on the phone and he was like, "Dude, 
you know, he was like beside himself. I got this promotion at work. It's 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 going to be unbelievable. Um, but I have to put in a lot of hours, and there's going to be some traveling as well. And and I said, Rob, I know what I know what you're trying to say. So I said, congratulations on your promotion, and it's totally okay. I understand that you need to leave the show and prioritize. He's he's, he's got a new family. He's got a new promotion. All of our hopes and wishes go with him. Rob, buddy, I know you're listening. Good luck. We spoke on the phone. You know, I meant every word that I said. Good luck to you. We are going to miss you, though. Um, and and then Lou and I kind of scratched our head and we're like, okay, so I guess this is going to be a .5 show then. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a mega five show. <laughs> it's going to be, a, yeah, yeah. So we're like, all right, you know, how, how we're, this, is this, is this going to be a, a .5? Is it going to be a full show? And then if it is, what about next week? Because next week's a scheduled, you know, .5 show. Like, what are we going to do? So I said, um, you know what? I haven't spoken to Joe in a while. I haven't spoken to Dave in a while either. So I said, let's just let's just throw these guys on the show, all right? And I feel bad for them because they haven't had a chance to really play the game. You know, we we prioritize our gameplay on the network according to which shows that we, you know, in quotes, produce, head up individually. So Dave's been into D3 a lot, and, and necessarily so. And, and, you know, Joe's been... You know, into Minecraft and and Elder Scrolls a lot necessarily. So so Tor for them's had to take a little bit of a back seat. <laughs> so I feel bad for them. They're like, ah, oh, we don't have a whole lot of gameplay. I'm like, ah, don't worry about it. We haven't spoken to each other in a long time. It'll be great to have you on the show. Let's just chat and talk about talk a little bit about Tor and, and some of these news news events coming up. I'm okay with that. You're okay with that. I know. I'm all for it. I'm all I'm all for it too. I'm, Definitely, yeah. Let's 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 do this. So, um, as always, okay. We we want to mention our sponsors first before we get uh, too crazy and 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 start uh, getting into our conversation, forgetting everything. And we'd like to say thank you to DoghouseSystems.com, who uh, who are sponsoring this show today, as well as all of our other shows and all of our other episodes. DoghouseSystems.com custom built desktops which start at 12.95 and laptops at 19.95. They are built according to your specifications. Some of the best customer service in the industry. If you're looking to invest your money in a corporation who's going to invest their time in you when you require it. Check out DoghouseSystems.com. We have a code for you, off the record, all one word. If you put that in when you go to check out they will double your memory for free. So you'll get about $100 to $150 value just for going in there and, and plugging in that code, which is a, an offer you can't get anywhere else. DoghouseSystems.com, guys. Also, Tweaked Audio, our brand new sponsor for the network, are, is picking up the show again, TweakedAudio.com. Amazing, amazing earbuds. Joe and I got our, our brand new Tweaked Audio earbuds today. Right, Joe? Yes. What can you say about the about the tweaked audio earbuds that you received? I think today? one of the biggest things I can say is that my parkour set now is replaced my studio earphones for recording. Wow, has it? They are that nice. Yeah, these things are these things are. I mean, I got mine. Hold on a second, I got mine right here. There you go. There you have it. These are them. Um, that could have been a paperclip, but it's really my tweaked audio headphones. <laughs> <laughs> I was seriously. Not expecting to be as good. I, as soon as I got mine, I got I picked up two sets. I got the parkour. I want to try those out for when I'm at my computer. Yeah. And I got the classic with microphone. 
and they look nice. I use it on my phone, and it sounds amazing. I couldn't believe how good they sounded. The the bass on these things is great. I mean, you've got you've got four different styles: California classic, parkour, and the the tweak the natural. Which the natural is the one that has the the little um, the little piece of wood that goes around the the earbud itself. Six colors: red, blue, green, black, silver. You know, again, wood as well. It's got the optional microphone. Mine has the microphone on it. Um, they say it's designed it's designed, excuse me, for great sound quality and and let me tell you it, it honestly is the the music that comes out of this all right is amazing the the bass is kicking sounds really clear ultra clear really like solid durable durable stuff um also additionally what they mean by that is and i'm surprised they haven't like told us this because this is a great feature the the thing that you the plug all right, that you put into your your MP3 player, your iPhone, your your uh, Android. It's made of brass. It's called a 3.5 millimeter jack. Oh, thank you. 3.5 millimeter jack. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> the 3.5 millimeter jack, guys. <laughs> it's made that, that, of that plug. That plug thingy. Jeez, man, get it right. Right. It's it's made of brass, so that that carries a a much stronger electrical signal, and so you're you have a bigger signal, better signal coming from your device into these these phone these these headphones so you're already getting like you know better sound quality just because of that the speakers themselves on these things are awesome and then this other thing they didn't say is it, it has the wire itself is made of like woven nylon so this thing it doesn't like kink up or you know get crimped like some of the plastic you know wires do it, it's just it stays straight it you can you know roll it up and then unroll it without having to you know uh, untie it and it's it's just it's an amazingly well put together product. Um, they start at nineteen ninety five. They range up to thirty four ninety five. You've got a lifetime warranty on these things. If anything ever goes wrong, give them a call. Tell them hey man, you know they're they're not working again. You get a set for free. Barely any questions asked. We got a code for you as well. Off the record, plug in the code um, at tweakedaudio.com and you will receive thirty percent off also you get free shipping worldwide with that code 30 percent off free shipping worldwide amazingly put together product your price goes down from 1995 down to 1295 can't ask for better than that tweakedaudio.com everyone tweakedaudio.com all right so what have we been doing in game Let's see. So much. So much, right? Um, I gotta say, I've gotten my I got my Jedi up to forty three. Nice. <laughs> I'm getting closer and closer to that level fifty mark. <laughs> I'm getting there. And uh some of the some of the story that I've been experiencing has been has been flat out amazing. I mean it, things just get better and better. Um there was this one part where I'm getting I'm getting close to the end of the story here. I just got on Voss. And before I got on Voss, I don't want to say too much, but what I what I will say is is <laughs> I, I walked into this one room. I was just about I was going after a Sith, and um, I, I walked in, into this this one room where he was supposed to be, and I get surrounded by uh, you know Empire troopers, and they're all pointing their guns at me and and you know Doc, my my companion. Um, and we're, we're having this conversation where basically, you know, my Jedi says, look, you know, it doesn't have to be this way. And, and, and the Sith says, you know, it's going to be this way and, and, you know, be prepared to, 
be annihilated. And I think he says something to the degree of, you know, you, me, and everyone on this planet is about to die. And it's going to happen whether you like it or not. Something to that degree. The next thing I see is just, there's no dialogue. My Jedi just simply takes out his lightsaber and ignites it and just stands his ground. And it's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much you said, bring it. Pretty much, <laughs> yeah. Who is the badass now, hmm? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was just, oh. God, it was it was so cool. I don't want to. I'm gonna leave it at that because it doesn't stop there. It goes on further. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But the Jedi Knight, the Jedi Knight story is just oh, it's amazing. It is great stuff. All right, so Joe, what what uh, what do you got for us today? Well, for the first time ever, and I have my level fifty sage, and I can't wait to transfer over to the other servers. I can actually play with people again. Um, yeah, tell me about. Finally, it. got to heal. A, a flat, a, a, not a, I almost said dungeon. Flashpoint. <laughs> instance, flashpoint. flashpoint. <laughs> Finally got to heal a flashpoint. It was my first time healing at max level with a max level group. That's and, true. well, here's the thing is, is, I thought I was doing horrible until I found out that we had no tank. And my group only died once in the beginning when I was trying to get used to the healing. And we didn't die again. And on the, we were bouncing aggro between every single person the entire time. Yeah. And it took us about, I want to say about an hour and a half, two hours to get through it. And I forgot the name of it. But I didn't I don't even remember the Flashpoint that much. I was too busy panicking as I was trying to heal everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> what but I got to say, though, man, healing in this game is a lot more fun and intuitive than any other game I've played. I think part of the, I think part of the, the, uh, the, play, the gameplay experience is what keeps me in game just like salivating over this game and, and i mean that's that's where it is for me like every single time i jump in this game it's just i i have a tremendous amount of fun and it's in the gameplay as well i always talk about the story but i'll tell you one of my favorite like three combo moves that i like to i like to do when they're when they're off cooldown with my jedi knight is um i'm in the middle of of a huge epic battle and i'll i'll try and end it as epically as i possibly can so i'll usually I'll I'll try and end it off with um, <laughs> force force stasis, which is the the Jedi's version of the force choke. So they're like you know, lifted up in the air and like you know twitching and they can't move. And then I'll do a force push, which will hurl them, you know, like twenty yards away from me. And then force leap, which my Jedi you know just goes leaping right on top of them and smacks them over the head with a lightsaber. <laughs> <laughs> I figure out the rotation of my heels, and I can do some insane. My my gear on my on my uh, sage is horrible. I am broke. I have no money. I can't solo um, dailies, and but yet when I was in that group, figuring out the the ability of how I chain my heels properly, that AOE heel is insanely sick. And not only does it look really cool. But it works. I was throwing that with rejuvenate on people, and I have a channel heal I was doing. No one was gonna die with those going. Now, what other in, in other games? Like, what other experiences do you have healing? I played a druid healer in World of Warcraft in okay. raids. Yep. Um, I even he was actually my first character I beat the Lich King with. <laughs> nice. As a healer. Um. Me, I've, I've played every archetype in every MMO that I've played. So, all right, what makes healing as oh, a Jedi and counselor? Was, and I was a full-time healer in Final Fantasy XI. Okay. So, all I did. 
what makes healing in Tor as a as a Jedi consular better than and I'm I'm I, I'm assuming it's it's better for you than any other any other healer you've played because I, I think you you've basically said as much. I mean I don't want to put more, you know words in your mouth. I but, said that. Just okay, all right. So uh, if I did remember that correctly, then um, what makes this better as a healer than every other healing class you know you've played before? I got to do damage. <laughs> it's sprinkled with awesome. <laughs> Every other MMO I've ever played, when you're a healer, all you do is sit at character. All you do is stare at character bars. That's all you do. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait, we moved. Okay, I'm coming. <laughs> what was that we just killed? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea. In this game, I actually had to be aware of the fights, aware of my surroundings, and I got to do damage when we weren't. When people weren't, you know, constantly dying on me, which made it a lot more fun. And I, I would imagine, you know, doing that with uh, an actual tank, I would be doing a lot more damage than I would be healing, okay. or a good fifty-fifty on the mark. Yeah, I think that's one of my my favorite parts about about that is I I always see our healers, you know, they're well. they're doing their thing. <laughs> That and I'm a Jedi, so it can't go wrong. Yeah, yeah the IP itself is. <laughs> I think they've now. Let me just finish this one thought because my my, my head is racing right now, which is still. I'm so excited that like we're Do all it. getting together talking about Star Wars. Like, <laughs> I feel like at any moment someone should just go Fusro Da, and I'm like, <laughs> like no, this is Star Wars, and then I think it's so cool it's Star Wars because we're all together talking about it. Oh yeah, this is our Star or Elder Scrolls cast. Yeah. It is. It's it's precisely the Elder Scrolls cast. It's hysterical, um, which was like totally unrehearsed. <laughs> so I forgot my train of thought. But I, the one thing I want to get out is that you know I always notice that you know the healers are are always you know just not only are they healing but they're having fun doing you know they're they're adding to the DPS as much as they possibly can. Yeah, actually participating yes. in the fight. What was that, Lou? They're, they're act healers in this game. Actually, have a chance to participate in the fight itself. Not just healing, but they also get to contribute their own damage, whatever debuffs they can put out. You know, they're actually a part of the fight itself. Not just they're there, but all they do is heal. You know, right. my, heal bot. my white mage in Final Fantasy XI that I played literally could not do any damage at all. I couldn't solo a level twelve when I was level sixty. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were just not um, built for that. When in my druid, in healing form, there's no way I could do that good of damage at all. It stunk. With, but with my with my sage, I do pretty decent damage. I mean, you've seen that when we roll through um, flashpoints together with your lower level tank. Yes, and that's that was the other thing I wanted to bring up, was how I always noticed, as you were healing me, you would, you know, run in there and you've got this AoE spell, which basically the whole ground shakes. <laughs> and, like, everything around me just dies. So I'll, I'd literally be, I'd literally be, like, I think we're in Aethys um, at the time. Yeah. And I was tanking a whole bunch of these guys, and I was doing the best I possibly could as, as a, you know, low-level low level tank, trying to hold the aggro. Against Joe, who's much higher level than me at the time, but I was I was holding my own. He you comes like nine in. levels less than me. <laughs> well, you know, not it bad. Counts. It counts. It does <laughs> count in a fight. 
He comes running in, and meanwhile, I'm just like, my lightsaber's going everywhere. I was like, (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I'm doing a good job. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Joe comes walking. He's like, I got you, bro. I got you. I'm healing you, bro. I'm healing you. And he goes, I'm getting bored, bro. Boom, 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 boom. Fight's over. Fight's over. I look look around me, and I'm like, dude, everyone's dead. (laughs) Thanks, man. Thanks. Thanks. Hey. There's more. There's more. <laughs> I did my job. Everyone was focused on me, and I was holding the aggro, and he did his job. He was healing, and he killed everything, and we were good. <laughs> it was no, no problem. No problem. No problem. It was it was great. So, and I, I, I you know, could hear, you know, Joe on the other side just laughing. You, you, you hear him right now, just, la- just talking about it. He's giggling like a schoolgirl. <laughs> it's, it's funny. <laughs> You know, I could hear him over there laughing himself to death, and it's like, you know, it, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. I have a question for you, Star Wars geeks over here, or this this, this game. I, I've heard that, okay, forgive me for, for my newness on, on latest news, but I heard they were coming out with dual specs soon. Yeah. That's the rumor. That's coming that down the pipeline, yeah. Yes. Do we know if it's going to be able to be changed in combat or not? Well, one of the compromises they talked about when they mentioned what they're talking about is in the field, meaning you wouldn't have to go back to the fleet to speak to the uh, skill point person, Mm -hmm. but you could actually do it uh, outside of the fleet on a planet, I think before combat starts or before you, yeah, before you actually enter combat. Oh, man, because it would be amazing. If you were allowed to do that during combat, if I'm in a point where I'm in there healing, but I don't need to heal, I can switch over to my DPS spec really quick, throw off some BA damage, quick throw back into my heal spec, and boom, I'm healing everybody again. I don't, I, I can see where they, that could become overpowered, but that would just be so much. That would like amplify the fun level for me. You know, I would say. In some circumstances, it, that sort of thing should be allowed. Because Especially like, yeah, if you have a one tank in your group that is having a hard time, ads are coming in, when your DPS is like, oh, dude, I got this, switch over right to tank, and he's in there helping the group out. You're not, you're, not, you're not being overpowered because he's losing that damage switching over to tank, so you only have one DPS, a healer, and two tanks going at that point. Yeah. But you have the control of the situation. There, they could, they could do something where, in, you know, in a controlled environment, when it's you know you and maybe another guy, um, in a in a flashpoint, or maybe just a just a heroic level, you know, instance, you can have like a heroic moment. You click on the heroic moment button, and instead of using you know some of your heroic moment skills, you can have a heroic moment when you you know switch specs for you know, the duration of the fight or maybe 30 seconds and then you automatically switch back. That would be brilliant. If so, you could set it to where you could do, like, switch to your ultimate spec for 30 seconds on a heroic, Yeah, that would be right. amazing. Yeah, that'd be your like, We crap need this burst of damage right now. Joe, hit it. And then, boom, I'm in there just doing as much as I can for 30 seconds. And it would actually, it wouldn't be OP because I wouldn't be able to switch back to my healer spec until that 30 seconds is over. So if someone's in critical damage all of a sudden, and I can't switch back to healing. <laughs> yeah. Oops. You know <laughs> my what, bad on the timing. Joe, I'm 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 glad you bring this up because now I I kind of wanna I wanna you know cut over to Dave real quick because he's he 
he's got the most experience rating among us. <laughs> what what would you think about something like that being injected in, in a raid? Because me automatically, well, I'm thinking you can make more dynamic fights and harder fights, and we've got to figure out who among us and at what time could do that in order to end the fight. Well, there's a lot of things that go into raiding, and I'm sure, you know, as Joe knows, because me and him have ran raid teams in WoW forever, but the same is true for here in Tor. And it's all about control. You got to control when your bursts are going out. You got to control when heals are going out. And if somebody's not holding up their end, it can go horribly wrong. But I can see this being amazing if it's used properly. I really believe that if someone can switch mid-battle, they would be it would be hilarious. <laughs> Could you imagine on a boss fight that has multiple phases and you have to go from like an AoE setup to when all the the ads are down to go single target and just burn the boss? Oh, that oh, would be Yeah, I would love that. Oh, so sweet. Yeah. So sweet. Maybe like, you know, as just for exa- an example, all right? Um, it comes to a point where you know the the fight takes you almost right up to a point where an enrage timer kicks in, and then the the boss like you, you know goes ballistic and just murders everybody in 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 the group. I, I know a few of those by name. I'm sure <laughs> there are a, a easily, lot of bosses that do that. They can easily set f- uh, future dynamics, future um, fights based around the concept that someone's going to have to switch. Oh, yeah. Yep. And you got to be prepared for that switch at right. the right time. And then part of the fun of that fight would be trying to figure out, you know, who should switch and at what time in what phase right. of that boss fight. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that'd be a goldmine of a of a concept for the heroic moment side of, of, of these skills. Because, I mean, yeah, right now... Absolutely. Yeah. I mean... It, it, Right now, the way they have it organized is you hit you hit heroic moment, and you're able to do like a couple of things, but they haven't really fleshed that out yet. They really then you can't bring that. Yeah, you can't use that ability, the heroic moment ability, anyway, in a flashpoint or operation. But this is something we'd we'd like to see in a regular flashpoint or operation because, you know, yeah, as everyone said, add a great dynamic to any fight, whether it be a regular four man heroic, you know, the flashpoints or the operations. Mm-hmm. Right, Dave. Um, what mm-hmm. what do you have for us as far as as far as gameplay? I mean, have you been able to you know take some a break from Diablo at all and and kind of get well, into Star Wars? I really haven't been playing on Star Wars after I got my character up to the level eleven or twelve mark that we were going for to group yeah. together and then not getting invited to the group. Our Jedi's, yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still waiting for my invite, by the way. You're invited. Oh, okay. I'll remember that. Um, you should. <laughs> <laughs> but I really... I, I Last time I played the game, which was about, I want to say, three weeks ago, because I was mad at Diablo. Um, <laughs> grr, Diablo, grr. <laughs> um, Bad Diablo. I was playing on my sniper, which I love my sniper. My sniper is amazing, and I'm on Tatooine with him, and it's just so hilarious to have these huge open desert areas and be able to just pick things off and just watch them try to run to you while you're shooting them in the face. (laughs) 
Okay. <laughs> that, that might speak to an anger issue that's latent. <laughs> well, again, this was, you know, me trying to, to let out some steam because Diablo is making me mad. But right. Now, I, you, you've gone, you know, uh, all the way in... Giggity. On the, <laughs> yeah, yo. <laughs> You've gone all the way up to raiding. You've cleared all the raids with with the Empire mm-hmm. side, and you played. If I remember correctly, I, I, forgive me, I forgot. It's you were uh, a Sith warrior. Yes. Okay. All right. Whew, I remember that right. Whew. Um. Now you know exactly what I'm talking about about some of those those skills that you know, and, and the warrior and the Jedi, the Jedi Knight and the warrior, they they share the same skills. You remember right. some They're- of those things that I'm talking about. Hmm. Now you play oh, yeah, man. There's so many skills that a warrior and the, the Jedi Knight have that are, yeah, they're useful. Yes, there's a time and place for everything, but it's hilarious if you throw somebody off of a wall or something. Oh, my God. You know, it, 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 just some of the things you can do with that class. I remember I yeah, basically... I got beat, dude. I have up? an AOE throwback. Beat that. Yeah, because you round pound, don't you? <laughs> but no, like uh, the draw, everything goes. If I had Sorry. to pick my single favorite fun move for a warrior, it's totally force jump. Being able to like leap at something, and I used to, I used to do that in raids. Whenever we had to get around somewhere really quick, yeah, I was probably one of the top single target DPS. But I often was chosen. Choose I was often chosen to take out ads that came my way just because of the mobility of my class and because I'm, you know, a psychopath and, and love running into bad situations, especially when I can jump to them. <laughs> so, if I, I, do I do this, if I do this, I might die. Squee! <laughs> <laughs> I used to do that. I used to jump across like caverns just to get to enemies that people couldn't get to. It, it, I loved playing with that force jump really made I probably call it the wrong thing because I haven't played my warrior in probably two months. Yeah, well, we, but we, we know what you're we know what you're talking about on on the on the Jedi Knight side. It's it's force leap is is what it's called. It's it's the same thing. Whatever. Okay. Well, whatever they call it on the Jedi Knight side, it's like ten times more awesome named on the Sith side because Sith rules. Yeah. Um, that's right. Wow. That's right. Yeah. See, Lou. Wow. That's Here, right. Yeah. Virtual high five, Dave. So. Virtual high five. <laughs> guys, you guys are stinking this podcast up with your your empireness. <laughs> with our, yeah, our Sithness. <laughs> Sith, where it at, man? Don't the evil is me. reeking over here. It is, Joe. We're we're the only Jedi Knights here. I'll take Lou. You take Dave. Let's go. Do it. Do it. Done. <laughs> sure, give me the one that, that's freaking geared when in. <laughs> yes. Bring it. I'll heal myself through you, buddy. Come on, let's do it. Force stasis. Force push. Force leap. <laughs> Leaping away forcefully. <laughs> All right, and and Lou, what what do you got for us? What's been going on this week for you? Well, right now, went back to leveling up my sorcerer. Want to get her up to fifty. Um, actually, cut it short because we had to do the show. <laughs> yeah, man. Sorry. Darwin about that. Up, say, hey, we got to do the show. Oh, that's right. I should maybe log off tour now. <laughs> oh, it killed me. I was. Um, I started a, a brand new. Actually, no, I didn't start. I I leveled up. My my Jedi Knight Morgan that that I was I was leveling with Dave I got her up to well, just a little bit um, I think I got her up to like twelve or something I wanted to get her off Tython and um, I went 
DPS with her, so now I got the two lightsabers. So now she's got a fat Thank butt you. and two lightsabers. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hope we'll yeah. fix that. Hope we'll fix that one of these days. That's so hot. That yeah. <laughs> Jedi with the robes. <laughs> oh, that's great. Um, so I was, I had to, you know, like you, I was in, I was in tour for a little bit before, before we had to do the show, and it, it like pained me to like, I'm like, oh, I gotta do the show now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, literally, I had to tell Evarwin, oh, I, I gotta log off now. Yeah, all right, all right, I'll be there in like five minutes. Meanwhile, fifteen minutes later, <laughs> <laughs> hold on, I gotta finish up this one quest, dude. <laughs> I'll be right, I'll be right there. Hang on, hang right on, there. hang on. Yeah, I'm on my sorcerer. I'm still on Terrace. I'm on the last series of quests before I get off there. But, um, God, I had so much fun on that planet just because, especially with this class, you know, with all the rat ghouls everywhere, I, I just love just chain lightning everything to death. Oh, man. You know I, my I, favorite part about Terrace is? What's that? Leaving? That you get to kill Cathar. <laughs> you know what? Ooh. You know what? You, you can just. You can just go away now. And your your Cathar murdering ways. Okay. You can you can just do that. <laughs> you know what? I love it so much, Yvarwin. I did it on my Sith Marauder. I did it on my Imperial Operative. And I'm doing it again on my Sith Sorcerer. And I cannot wait to do it again on oh. my Power Tech. Brago, cover your ears. They don't mean that. <laughs> And, and my sniper. <laughs> oh no, Callie, cover your ears. <laughs> Wait, I can take a Cathar again at Terrace? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Loving this. <laughs> Alright, that's it. It's on. We're we're definitely we're having a duel at the end of the show. Jedi versus Sith. Let's go. Let's do it. Come on, Joe. <laughs> Done. Done. So the I remember my favorite part of Terrace was just discovering the fact that the Ebon Hawk is in the game. That was my my favorite part. That and uh, oh, you also mentioned too the Endor the Endor Spire. The Endor Spire. Endor Spire I meant yes. the Endor Spire, not the Ebon Hawk. Mm-hmm. I meant yeah, I the Endor Spire. Like, yeah, the Endor Spire, dude. I loved that. I squeed when I saw that, yeah. like yep. girly squeed. Like oh my goodness, <laughs> here it is. Yeah, I oh totally did that. <laughs> you know, when you first got that quest to go look for it, like, are you kidding me? It's here. They actually put it in the game. Yeah, I, I just totally just blew past everything in my speeder just to get to that site. All right, you know what? Because <laughs> we already mentioned the Endar Spire. All right, l- listen, spoilers, guys, spoilers. That's all Oops. I'm saying right now. If you don't want to know, if you're playing the Republic side and you don't want to hear this really big spoiler part, fast forward your podcast right now. Dot dot dot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Here comes the spoiler. You've had your chance. I don't want to hear your mouth. <laughs> Here it comes. I went insane when I realized that Revan was in this game. <laughs> I when, was there. Yeah. When I did, Joe, yeah, that's right. You were there, Joe. You were there. Do you remember? I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yes, I do. I just love the fan service that they gave from the KOTOR games. Yep. Good oh, God. I remember doing that 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 flashpoint for the first time, uh, with our with betrayal, and all four of us. Well, three because one person in the group hadn't played. Uh, Marie hadn't played Knights of the Republic, 
but myself and two others with his head, and we're like, oh, this is bleeping awesome. We yeah. just stood there going, wow. Holy crap, we're dying. <laughs> All right, back to the fight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, the moment when I realized I am saving the Jedi prisoner is freaking Revan, I was like, oh, this, this ties. This ties Knights of the Old Republic, Knights of the Old Republic 2, and now this game beautifully. Absolutely beautifully. And I just, I go crazy over that kind of thing. And Joe was there first, firsthand. He was like, dude, what, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just, it was just so great to see, you know, you got the Andar Spires in this game, you know, Revan's in this game. I mean, it's just, it's just, it feels like Dave always says, like a proper successor. Yes. It is. You know, the fact that they, they the great thing they brought in Taris to begin with, linking it back to the KOTOR games. And now you have, you know, they gave you more. They gave you the Endar Spire. They, they're giving you Revan. Okay. And another spoiler. Okay. HK is in the game, all right? <laughs> in case you didn't know, yes, he's in there. So you'll, you'll meet up with him as well. That I didn't know, but that's, that's okay. Um, oh. I'm, not, I'm not bothered. I'm not bothered by spoilers. It's, it's all right. It's all right. It gives me something to look forward to is the way I see it. So, but I'm, I'm but, getting there. I'm almost done with my, my Jedi Knight story, so... I'm trying to make a beeline for it so I can I can finish up the story and just go go nuts over it. So it's totally cool. So what's going on with HK? Nothing, nothing now. That's it. You haven't done it yet, so <laughs> I'm not going to say anymore. I will say though, you know I, I'm I'm almost done with Terrace, and oh, where am I going next? Let's see. Oh man, Dave, I where am I going next? Stories about it, HK. Yes. But we're not going oh, to. After Terrace? <laughs> oh, man. What could be after Terrace? I'm trying to remember. Is it Hoff? It's either... Is it Quiche? Quiche? Question yeah. bit and Hoff. There's, there's a planet called Quiche. There's another one called Vosswater. It's Quiche. Quiche. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like it's made of cheese and potatoes. <laughs> Real Star Wars nerds don't eat Quiche. That's right. We eat Cash. <laughs> we got the Quiche. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I'm almost done there. And then oh, I just definitely want to finish out the Sorcerer storyline because, you know, after helping uh, one of my guildmates, Marie, finish her storyline to 50, you know, I just got so excited. That's why I started playing the Sorcerer class. Because um, initially I was going to play the Power Attack, which is why I have uh, that one. Mm-hmm. But at the moment I helped her finish, uh, get the 50 and finish that storyline, I was like, leave that. I- I'm-, I'm going, I'm making my own Sorcerer. <laughs> So literally the next day, I created a sorcerer character, and my my bounty hunter just went to the wayside. So my bounty hunter power tech's been like twenty two forever <laughs> since I started playing my sorcerer. Yeah the uh, the the force using you know characters whether you're the the sorcerer or the um, the consular, I mean they're just they're amazing. And I was all I was all Jedi Knight and just loving the Jedi Knight, and then I started up my my consular and they are just you know flat out flat out amazing amazingly built characters every every class in this game is is amazingly built there hasn't been a single class that i played that i was like man this doesn't work actually no i'm sorry the smuggler Uh, the smuggler is the one i don't really like everything else though i could spend hours on these on these classes and i'm like you know my poor jedi knight has suffered for that i'd be 50 by now if it wasn't for the fact that you know, I've been pulled in so many different directions. 
um, just leveling all these all these guys up, uh, you know, just a little bit. And and I'm at the beginning of the story with all of them, and and I'm loving the gameplay already. And I know they get better. Right. And it's one great quality about Tor is the fact that yes, everyone knows the Force users pretty much dominate the storyline. But you know what? Uh, Bioware rolled out a game where the non-Force users, as we see in the Trooper, you know, the Smuggler, the Imperial Agent, and the Bounty Hunter, they let you explore that side of the story in the Star Wars universe. That's just so... It it just makes the world and the game richer. Yeah. In my opinion, because you're seeing it from their point of view, and the way they built the classes, the abilities they get, it's just so much fun. To be a non-force user as well, you know, I had just as much fun playing my Imperial agent, you know, or playing my Republic trooper, which you might have got to work on that one too, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, or, or my bounty hunter. You know, I have just as much fun, or sometimes even more fun, because uh, on my bounty hunter, I love, you know, yeah, I love the missile attack. Okay, I love using my flamethrower. <laughs> Who doesn't? Okay. Oh man, the storyline for the Imperial agent has got to be one of my favorite storylines too. I'm not going to yes. spoil anything, but man, you want an engaging storyline where people are stabbing people in the back? Ah, oh, I love it. Oh, which reminds me, love I love it. Yvonne and I started off our, two of our new characters on Keller's Void. Yes, where he started a bounty hunter, and I actually started a, a new Imperial sniper agent who's going to be a sniper. And one of the defining moments, Dave, if you remember, on Nemro's Palace, mm-hmm. where. Um, for those who haven't played the storyline, spoiler alert. Spoiler, spoiler. Story, story <laughs> alert. Okay. You assume the persona of another, uh, you know, Which well-known, is hilarious. well-known baddie in the local area. And one of his associates hears about this and identifies you and pretty much threatens to call you out. And at that moment, I'm like, hey, Robin, watch this. It's like, what? What's going to happen? We're going to fight? Like, no, 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 no. No, we're not going to fight. I'm on my agent. I'll show you the other way to do things. <laughs> all right. So we went, all right. My my agent is female. Okay. So I'm like, watch this, Ivarwin. <laughs> he's like, oh no, oh yeah, oh yeah, watch this. And he's like, oh, I can't believe this is happening. You virtual bleep, bleep, whore, you. <laughs> Are yeah. you gonna do? I think you're gonna do. Like, yes, I am. He totally. He, if we can, <laughs> if we can a, a possibly insert a noun into loose story so people can understand what's going on. <laughs> uh, he he basically like seduced, you know, one of the characters that he was supposed to either fight or, and he found another way to get around him, and he seduces him. And then they they don't obviously show in quotes the deed. But they walk off, you know, to a, another location, and <laughs> and then you know you see Lou's character like fades to black, and then it fades from black, and you see Lou's character walking away, and she like she's like, you know, shaking her head like she made a bad mistake, and like shrugs it <laughs> off. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And he was like, I could not. I you. I can't. We just did that. <laughs> And you gotta think, like, what was, you know, she's shrugging something off, like she made some kind of a bad mistake. Now, it couldn't possibly have been the moral choice that she made. That wasn't the bad mistake. So you, you wonder, like, what exactly was she shru- shrugging off here? <laughs> <laughs> the experience possibly was negative, you know. Uh, sizes, I heard, don't matter, but maybe they do. I <laughs> <laughs> 
I'll You'd take be it. amazed what can happen in a world where lightsabers can cut through just about anything. Sweet baby Jesus. All right, with that, guys, let's... <laughs> Let's let's make a hasty move toward the Galactic Gazette if we're all prepared and ready. <laughs> Stay tuned, guys. Galactic Gazette is next. We've got your patch notes and character transfers are coming. And we're going to talk a bit about that next. with my co-anchor R2-D2. Okay, everyone, welcome back. Here we are, the Galactic Gazette, our official and community news for Star Wars The Old Republic. Lou! Lou, my friend! (laughs) Han, Han Mabuki, ho, ho, ho. Lou, Lou Mabuki, what do we got? What's going on? All right, everyone. Uh, we actually have a couple items here for the Don't past. Shoot up. me, that was hard. Why said. did that have to happen? Joe, take a <laughs> knife and drill it into my temple and turn it. <laughs> if you really insist, I got your pick of about forty. I do insist. Hey, no, no, you're too eager. Someone else do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, while Joe is murdering me, uh, Lou's going to give you the patch notes. <laughs> All right, our first set of patch notes. These are the patch notes from the 5th of June. Patch 1.2.6. That's it. No start date, okay? <laughs> and this will pretty much address a couple things. The first one being uh, companion characters. Generally, companion characters no longer appear headless when wearing certain headgear. Right. Kira has yeah, instantly become much more uh, helpful for me. <laughs> Wow, that would certainly scare me if I was like a piece of headgear also. Whoa! Hey, Whoa. hey. Okay, when did the headless person become my new companion? Incredible floating hat. That's right. Uh, with flashpoints and operations. Uh, the operation explosive conflict. Alright, the optional chest before the minefield counter can now be looted again. Thank God for that. Oh yes, that that uh, that caused quite a stir where people were getting you know, maybe slightly incensed that they couldn't do it. Right. So. Slightly perturbed that they don't get their yeah. fat loots. Yes, before that next encounter, so <laughs> good for them. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> also, with missions and NPCs, uh, class mission items now drop from appropriate enemies, even if a groupmate deals the killing blow. I don't think... I've never experienced this issue, to be honest. When I when I saw it in the notes today, I, I was thinking to myself, like, geez, that's... I had no idea that was even in the game. I mean, every time you and I group up, you know, and, and even Joe too. Like, yeah, when it, when we've grouped up, we've grouped up in flashpoints. We've never yep. had that issue. Kinda yeah, weird. I can't. I can't ever. Yeah, I can't say I've experienced that either. I made my characters now over my fifties, so that was there. I'm glad that none of us experienced it. So that's cool. Yeah, it's good. It must have been like a minor thing. Uh, let's see. Also, audio. Cinematics no longer begins before the cinematic starts. 
And now the UI will now be hidden before a conversation begins instead of after it starts. Right. So if you're one of those people who like to take screenshots when cinematic starts and all of a sudden, ah, it got cluttered up with the UI. Hey, here you go. There you go. Let's see. The last one. Oh, missions. Boss. Right. This one pertains to me. <laughs> yes. The mission primary target will be automatically completed for players who finish the Dark Hollow without completing primary target first. Turning in the Dark Hollow first can make primary target impossible to complete. And now it is no longer possible to start the Dark Hollow before turning in primary target. So I'm glad they wrote that in there too. Yeah. So that they, it is absolutely no way it can get screwed up ever again. That's good because, you know, the the last thing anybody needs is another one of those stupid, you know, glitches where your quest breaks and now you can't, you know, complete the rest of your, you know, your 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 quest line because of a weird loop they had written, you know, in, in the quest structure of the game, which I know that's that's been an issue for a couple of classes. Right. Yeah, I believe I think Marie had that issue. Uh, so yeah, I'm glad they they fixed that. Yeah, talk about a game turnoff. I mean, uh, geez, <laughs> you, know, you can't get to the you know you're doing your class quest and then all of a sudden you can't get to the next part of that and experience the rest of the story because there's a glitch and it's preventing you from getting it. Like that would, ugh, God, I feel bad for the people out there that have experienced that. I really do. Yeah, so good for them. And the last item for this patch, yeah, some miscellaneous bug fixes. The Fleet Shadows of Coruscant and Droma Cause now properly update several class mission travel steps that they previously did not. I'm thinking this is one of those instances where you know you you had to like you know talk on on your hollow hollow communicator your your um, your hollow terminal right mm-hmm. and then well no it's the fleet shuttle. Right, the, 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 the we get that shuttle. quest to board a shuttle to either Coruscant or Cause. All right. See, what I was thinking was there's been a few instances where I'm on a quest and I gotta I gotta interact with my hollow terminal, and then all of a sudden I find out that I'm not supposed to interact with my hollow terminal. I'm just getting like a weird, you know, uh, ghost notification that I need to you know talk to somebody on my ship and. And it's uh, it's happened with NPCs as well, but they fixed that bug a couple of months ago. So, all right. So I, I was I misinterpreted that. And let's see. Oh, patch one point two point six a. Only thing it did was address improvements to overall client stability. Gotta have and that. And then, oh yes, I'm all for that. Absolutely. And then the next item. Right. The week as week, Joe, that. hold on a second. Joe's here. Now we we commonly call this uh, on on the on the the Elder Scrolls show, Joe. The uh, the what? What? The... <laughs> <laughs> I know that was like how vague could that possibly have been? <laughs> this is the who's Rota. I'm just trying to get Joe to say meat and potatoes. Ah, <laughs> oh, right. right, right, right. It doesn't work for Star Wars. I was just trying to think. I was like, what would you oh, call it, it in Star Wars? I got it. It's uh, it's Bantha Pudu and Death Sticks. It's blue milk and death sticks. That's right. So, let's get to the spice and death sticks. <laughs> because that's, that's exactly what uh, what Amperu is going to serve us when we when we go to the Skywalker farm. It's going to be blue milk and drugs. <laughs> 
you got going on around here, Uncle Owen? Yeah, right. Moisture farm, in quotes. Full <laughs> like garbage is what that is. <laughs> Blue milk, whatever vegetable she was putting in that pot. Look, oh, what is that? Yeah, what is that? God, is that a turnip? <laughs> this is the good stuff. All right. <laughs> What's Aunt Peru cooking? All right, so uh, Lou, what what is this? We this is this is the uh, the meat and potatoes, the, the blue milk and death sticks of our show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Last week on the sixth of June, today, uh, twenty twelve, Bioware made the announcement of the character transfer service, which is going live on the twelfth of June tomorrow. Thank, well, thank God. Oh, oh, I think I had an orgasm. There, whoa! <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Dang it! Now I have to go and uh, cut into my basic Mario. game schedule to go play Star Wars and I know for my all tomorrow. Well, just okay. I have good news to go along with this. Diablo three is down tomorrow for a patch. So guess what? Everybody gets to play on uh, for the with the server transfer Indeed. tomorrow. So nice. you better bet all my characters are getting transferred tomorrow. So we just go to the. Um, the website and do a transfer there. So I know, like with uh, World of Warcraft, it was a website transfer. When with um, uh, Rift, it was an in-game or character select screen transfer. Right. Well, actually, um, they. I don't think that that information has been released as as to no. how you're going to be able to do it. Yet. Yeah, it totally caught me off guard because I wasn't even looking at the show notes when you guys were talking about that. Uh, and, and that's okay. You don't. You don't need to. You're here for our our color commentary. You know, we we expect color, not not. Uh... Oh, oh dude, you got can I be orange. What's that? Can I be orange? No, no orange. The color I can see that's not red and blue. No, Joe has to be orange. Dave, you can be purple for those pigtails. Sweet, Why purple. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was trying to insert a Rushmore Dogs moment in there, but okay, never mind. Mister, P- yeah, no. <laughs> All right, so let, let me just let me just preface the the character transfer service by saying, let's say for sake of example, okay, this goes off without a hitch, and there is going to be a hitch. All right, let's just—it's an MMO, it's online, it's technology, something's going to suck. Sorry, stuff, stuff happens. Stuff happens. <laughs> Get used to it. Okay, even apparently single player games these days have server issues, according to Diablo Three and Blizzard. <laughs> so. <laughs> Look oh. forward to a problem tomorrow. Is all I'm saying. <laughs> um, but let getting away from that. Okay, this goes off without a hitch. This is what I was saying about patch 1.3. You know, and the LFG system. More people, less servers. More people on those servers, and then add in that LFG system, and you have the recipe for something that can't possibly fail on a conceptual level. This is... I hate to be the the one to say it, but it's something I should have done from the start. Yeah, and... and... Uh, Let's say that. Let's say that. Let's (laughs) say that energy. (laughs) Exactly. That's... Yes. Lou, you're right. Let's go. Let's let's just... Let's start. Let's start what we have, and then later on when we get into the... uh, Excuse me. Hold on a second. Uh, Once we get into the Dark Council, all right, we'll get into that but yeah we're going to be factual now and then in the dark council we're going to we're going to elaborate so okay. here we go all right just for everyone uh tried to summarize as best as i could uh for the catch transfer here's some of the key points all right so what they're doing 
is that they're limiting the initial phase of the transfer service to only allow transfer from selective groups of origin servers. And that means a character, uh, where you're moving from, to selected individual destination servers, where you choose to move a character to, based on the player populations of the origin and destination servers. Okay, so you'll see a listing. It'll say origin, and then you'll see other uh, servers listed as destination. So that will tell you, all right, where are you allowed to move from and to, in a nutshell. Right. In other words, my luck is, Joe, you're going to have to wait. (laughs) Well... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this this kind of this kind of confused me when I read it first, and then I kind of wrapped my mind mind around it after I read it thirty different times. Um, basically, what this refers to is you you are going to be grouped up with other servers. You and your server will be grouped up with other servers, depending on how populated your server happens to be. So, low populated servers are going to be grouped up with a lot of low populated servers. Higher populated servers are going to be grouped up with a smaller amount of other high populated servers. Those servers are going to be known as the origin servers. So it's basically a cluster of origin servers that are going to be designated and chosen. Then they're going to say that cluster can move to this one destination server. And then everyone just goes to that that destination server. So you could be in a large group of, of origin servers or in a small group. And then I believe the way this is written is you're going to have one destination server to go to. Right. That's going to be for some cases um, where they'll have, as you just said, uh, a bunch of origin servers and they'll have an option to move to one uh, destination server. Right. Now, those of us on Juyu have nothing to worry about. We're not going to be a destination server. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they want to move high population servers into a ghost town. <laughs> well, aren't we moving away from Juyo? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, we have been. Yes, we are. We're just, we've been waiting for this to happen so we can hopefully move to, to see which, which server we were going to go to. Right. But and we'll get into that later, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Byer also states, remember the goal here is to push almost every destination server to an active population that's higher. Okay. So Bioware is taking it upon themselves to since remember they have they have the actual hard data as to the active server population for every server in the game, so this is their way of hopefully uh, I guess prodding people to Two servers that could, you know, that will definitely house new players and definitely give that, that destination server a a, uh, a left. So yeah. All right. So what's point number two here? All right. Big thing here. Point number two. Due to a projected high volume of transfer requests, the process may take up to several hours or longer to process. Be patient. Right. So Dave is going to move all of his characters tomorrow. So thanks to Dave, you're going to be in a queue. <laughs> All right. Point number, oh, point number yeah, three, much. Dave's a jerk. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to have to mute up because there's so many points on this that I just want to rant and rave about. I'll see you all in the dark council. <laughs> <laughs> that, may be, that may be better. <laughs> okay. And I, I, wanna over, I can't overemphasize point number two a lot because, again, with people 
you know, being used to getting things right away, especially with today's technology. Remember, folks, this is a lot of information that's being transferred over. What was that? <laughs> Somebody moving. Board. I don't want to know. I'm trying to... <laughs> it's going to take time for this to happen. So, you know, allow Bioware the time to do it. All right. If it doesn't happen in half an hour, you know, I, I should just not go into the forums and rage posting because it doesn't help. You know, especially since they're taking the time to say, look, it's going to take a while. Right. right? They admit it's going to take at least several hours. For a quest to go through, and yeah. you know, 1.3 million subscribers. Yeah, that's going to take a while for everyone. If, if if everyone's transferring, yeah, I would say I would expect them in a couple of days. <laughs> okay, so yeah, again, let's let's give Bio the time to do the process. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Point number three. As we mentioned before, there's no listing of the origin or destination servers as of yet. Okay. Yeah, and I love that the fact that it's, this is the day before, and we still got nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, and from the changes being implemented, you know, Bioware is going to track the volume of transfers and update the list of origin destination servers as they see fit. So when they track the volume of who's going where and what's happening, uh, they admit that you know they will change that listing. Meaning, if all of a sudden these fifteen servers are are origin and these twenty are destination. Depending on how the volume goes, they may say, oh, now it's only going to be eight destination servers and only 12, you know, well, I'm sorry, eight origin and 12 destination servers now. So, you know, if you're thinking about moving, think about it. Make sure if you're going to do it, I would say do it right away. But also be aware of if you suddenly get a change of heart or you're not happy with your change of server, okay, you know you may be stuck on a server that you don't want to be on. Yeah. Okay, or, or you should realize that you made a mistake in moving at all. So, you know, be aware of that. Transfer with care. Yes. All right, let's move on to, to point number four here. Um, f- for those who have unlocked legacy abilities, your legacy will be transferred to your new server, and your unlocks will be available there too. If you have already unlocked your legacy on your destination server, the higher level legacy will take precedence. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, All right. For guild members and masters, you will not be able to transfer your guild as a whole to your new server. Instead, you will need to reform it. If you have a guild bank, it will be re-granted to your new guild on your destination server by customer service. This is not an automatic process, and you will have to contact customer service directly. Digest right, that. that. <laughs> yes. yes, say that for Dark Council, but in essence, indeed, yeah. <laughs> in essence, folks, you have to create a ticket and actually have customer service be alerted to that, and right, make sure they know about it and that they know that you alerted them. Say yes, I want my guild bank from this server to be transferred to this one where I am now. All right, yeah. so we're starting again, to, we'll to nitty gritty later on. Yeah, we're we're starting to see like how how you know Bioware has definitely got its work cut out for him by after tomorrow. <laughs> Right. Um, point number six: If if you transferred character's name, con- if your transferred character's name conflicts with an existing name on a destination server, you will be asked to rename your character. In, In other case- words, everybody, no widgets on any servers. Done. Exactly. No widgets on any servers. <laughs> In the case <laughs> of legacy names, 
unless you have unlocked your legacy on your destination server, you will need to rename your legacy upon transfer. Although, you may pick the same legacy name as on your origin server if it's available. So you're always going to have to rename your legacy name if you're going from one server to another. Okay? If no one has that name, you can always repick it and use that as well. If your legacy is the high if the higher legacy is on the server you're transferring to, you won't have to repick it. And I'll I'll explain further as we in in the next segment. Uh, Luke, get the last two, please. Sure. All right. Consolidating characters from a variety of origin servers onto one server or moving to a specific server to be with friends may not be possible with the restrictions of this initial service. Okay, as initial. we pointed out before. Yes. Initial service. Let's just say that. This is the right. initial character transfer service. Exactly. Remember, we had two earlier points mentioned because of what they're doing in terms of tracking the orange destination servers. All right, if you have characters from a bunch of different servers, you want to consolidate them into one or move them now to another server with your friends. Okay, be aware again, the servers you're on may not be on a list at all for anyone. For you may not be an origin or destination server list at all. So be aware of that. And remember again, it's an initial service. Okay, this is the first run they're going through. And they will continue this service. They're going to have it. So, again, if it's not there, if your servers aren't there as either an origin or destination, again, give BioWare the time to do it. This is their initial shot. So let's, let's give them the time to work it out and update the process. Okay, and again, they also want to emphasize that they're not forcing anyone to transfer. So if you're on an origin server or destination server, you know... You, but I was saying you don't have to leave. You don't yeah, want to leave. That's the other thing. You don't have to. You guys don't have to go anywhere. Right. I mean, if you're happy where you are, and you're listed as an origin server, that's perfectly fine. You have. You don't have. You have the option to stay. They're not going to force you to leave. So, you know that. that hopefully, that will allay a lot of people's fears. Okay. And then the last point we want to bring up is that they're going to have future versions of the character transfer service. This is now going to be a, a permanent service that they're bringing to the game, right? And they're going to expand it and allow more options in your choice of destination servers. And yes, some of them may require a transfer fee. However, no time frame for these uh, additions to the service has been made available yet. Okay? So, again, don't be alarmed with this. Any MMO that's out in the market now, you know, they'll, you know, a lot of them do charge transfer fee. Okay? Because that is a for them, that's, that's a, I guess, a premium service. Okay. All right. Now that we've got all the information, okay, and we've spent a little time on each point trying to explain some of the more technical and, and confusing parts, or at least the parts that confused us, we're going to go into the Dark Council, all right, and we're going we're gonna to cover this topic in, a, in an opinionated manner um, and also try and reclarify certain things that we think may still be somewhat confusing for, for all of us here. Um, so we're going to head over to the Dark Council now. Stay tuned, and uh, we'll, we'll bring, shed a little more light on this topic. Don't go anywhere, though, because after the Dark Council, we have the fleet, and that's when we're going to announce the winner for our time card contest. So hang out with us. All that coming up next. Next. 
Here we are, the Dark Council, our roundtable discussion. As you have heard in our, our former segment, okay, we are going to tackle the the character transfer service in a in a an opinionated manner. We're gonna, you know, kind of go through this point by point, you know, yet again, and uh, just re-clarify some things. Um, Alright, so Lou, Lou is uh, in his expert writing. He he threw together this this topic. And uh, Lou, if you don't mind, I'll just I'll take us into the topic, and then Dave will will start with you because I know you're chomping at the bit. Um, I do mind. No, no I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, damn it. <laughs> um, not to not to not start off with Joe because I'd like to start off with Joe, but I know Dave's going to give me something, and I want to hit him with my lightsaber. So it's going to be awesome. <laughs> All right. Uh, character transfer service. We'll go live tomorrow on June 12th, 2012. What are your hopes, comments, suggestions regarding the service? Will this alleviate the perceived, in quotes, death or hemorrhaging of server populations currently within Tor? All right, Dave, go ahead. Lay it on us, brother. First off, I don't believe there is that great of an issue with the servers on Tor. I've been on, I'm on so many different servers. Some of them, I like them because they're small. Some of them, I like them because they're big, just different play styles. I don't believe it's right to force people onto larger servers because that may not be their gameplay style. If they want to be with their friends on a small server, that's how they play. And I understand that they're, this is basically them testing the character transfer service, but one thing I want to say is yes do not post 20 minutes after you tell the game to transfer your character if your character hasn't transferred don't go on the forums yelling about it give it a day or two if it hasn't gone through like you know like butter because there may be problems but if your your destination server that you want to be on to play with your friends is not available I would totally rant and rave about that. I understand that point eight, they did say future versions of the character transfer service may allow for more options for your choice of destination servers. I understand that, but from a corporate point of view, if this service is working perfectly, why would they put any extra effort into it? You got to speak up if this isn't bringing you to transfer to your your character to where you want them to be so you can enjoy the game. Okay, very well said, um, Joe. I, I really want to. I want to hear from you. I want to hear you know all of your your ideas and and your your comments on this. So what do, what do you got for us, Joe? I thought Dave was going to hit on this point. To me, it looks exactly like what World of Warcraft did, and something I hated, and that was yeah. they did that to alleviate exactly the same way they're doing right now saying only these servers can go to this server or this server because they're trying to get rid of those servers right? or populate other servers who are already low. Um, and then they're going to be charging you $15, $20 for uh, later on when you realize that the server you're on is not going to the server you want to go to because that's where your friends are. 
So now you're going to have to pay 20 bucks six months on the line to go and transfer your character over. It's... I, I will say this. Um, I was... Uh, it's not ideal. All right? I understand... No, I understand why... It's not ideal for us. I'll say that. Um, because, you know, we may not luck out. Or we may luck out. All right? Um, with regard to what server we would prefer to have the option to move to. For them... I understand why it's like this, okay? And this is this is their they're basically dipping their toes into this whole what's going to happen if we transfer servers. And there's a lot there's a lot going on behind the scenes that, you know, uh, most of us probably aren't aware of either because we don't understand the technical side of it either completely or at all or we don't under, we don't know what BioWare does on their side that's, you know, kind of like company internal that this is how bioware handles you know server transfers and and no other company handles it that way so i'm I'm sure that there's a lot of that going on too so i'm they're dipping their toes into this a little bit and they want to see how this how this functions and they've got a lot of control in this situation so we can start getting those higher populated servers to group up more more flashpoints more people more raids more people that kind of a thing without having to lose everything in our guild banks everything on our character you know information is going to be seamlessly transferred from one server to the other because they have that much control over it i get that it's safe for bioware for us it kind of blows because you know we want to go to the server that we want to go to if at all and and now we it's kind of like up in the air and we're not sure where we're where we could be funneled over to. I can tell you exactly how they should have done this. How's that? They should have said, these servers on this list right here are all the ones we're getting rid of. These are all the ones we're keeping. Pick which one you want to go to if you're on those low-pop servers. Once this is all done, say two months, they do it just like Rift. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's no that's, reason why you should have to pay appeasing. for transfers. That, that's appeasing to the customers. That's not them doing it their way to make it easy for them. Right. right. But there's also their their concern is that they're not going to be able to, to um, populate the servers in a way that they feel is going to be changing or would make this not in vain. I mean, like, let's say, and they, they mentioned something about, you know, perceived, you know, server populations. And, you know, we don't want people going to a server that they perceive to be high populated and then other servers get left in the lurch or that server just gets so overpopulated, which we saw in Rift. We saw this exact thing in Rift. I mean, if when they yes. had opened up their server transfers, everyone went over to the perceived you know, high populated server and it got over way overpopulated and then other servers just got left in the lurch and no one could, you know, no one went there and then they had another issue on their hands. So I, I could see why they're, they're doing it that way. But at the same time, Joe, I, I also see why you're right as well. You know, MMOs require one thing to survive and one thing only doesn't matter what MMO it is. It will survive if it has a community. The people who play together are what make the game. If you make it difficult 
for friends to play together, there's that much more of a chance that they won't be playing together on this game. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yep. Right. A, a lot you got to be aware of the community, and that's it. You got to tailor to that. And if you're not going to make right. it easy, you're just you're shooting yourself in the foot with a blaster. Exactly. <laughs> that's. I think that's the gist of a lot of the uh, the frustration posts you see in the Tor forums. The fact that some of the community tools in the game don't exist at all. Uh, like the simple looking for group tool. The way it exists now in Tor before the new patch comes, new game update comes out 1.3. You know, it's an old throwback. Uh, when Fred and I spoke about this a couple episodes ago, it's a throwback to 1999. All right, where you literally <laughs> had to flag yourself looking for group, and then you had to open up basically a, a, a who window, okay, and then physically search through a list. Say, all right, who flagged themselves looking for group? Yeah, I'm it's totally it's like Final Fantasy. Fantasy. Yeah, I'm I mean, glad that. Bioware is finally getting to these things that are that are crucial to an MMO environment, like looking for group tool, the character transfers. I mean, it's definitely something that should have gone into the game from the get go. I think it right. myself. Yeah. I think it was critical. Yeah. Uh, right. For instance, you go into the game, you wind up you're a week ahead of your friends. You want to level up your character to thirty. You spend your entire vacation on this character. And you realize all oh, your friends thought you met the other server, so they went there and they're leveling up there. Now what are you going to do? <laughs> you know, right? Yeah. Right. And that and, happens and, a lot. Yeah. And as Joe mentioned before, um, and this is where you know I'm, I'm going to me, I'm not being unkind to Bioware. This is something they should have had in the beginning. Okay. Uh, my personal opinion: I don't really care what they say. This is a critical feature for any MMO. Having the ability to transfer characters the day the game opens should have been there. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. And we've always without said that doubt. on the show. Yeah. Always. The LFG should have been there. Being able to transfer servers in some way should have been a system in this game. Now, I understand that, well, uh, that's, it's, it's kind of a moot point at this, at this point. But, you know, long story short, you know, Lou, I think you're right. It should have been there. I'm glad that here comes 1.3, the LFG tool is coming out, and they're doing the server transfer thing now. Because I think the the LFG tool, without server transfers, and <clears throat> excuse me, um, much higher populated servers on average, would be a fail thing. Additionally, I think this server transfer without an LFG system in place would also be fail. So I'm glad they're doing this in step. And I, I said that on another episode, you know, a couple of a couple of weeks ago. And I meant it then, I mean it now, and I'm very happy to see this happening, you know, in step with each other. Getting the server transfers, they're gonna get all that, you know, sorted and done. And when the dust settles, 1.3 should be coming out, and then we'll have our LFG tool, and then we'll really see how powerful of of a of a success the server transfers had become. There's there's something uh, else on here that I, I want to touch on. If no, uh, Joe, you got something else on this? Yeah, one last thing here. Yeah, I just want to say that I'm not all all not all Mr. Negativity on this. I definitely applaud Bioware for finally getting these out. I mean, they could easily said that we don't feel it's a necessity and never yeah. did it. Yeah. So good job getting it out. At least we know that they're listening and they are working towards getting these things done. Yeah. And that's that's another thing that I have to say that that always keeps me hopeful 
about this game is that you know everything they've ever released after the game released has always been based on our feedback without a doubt i mean there you can't i mean <laughs> there's no if ands or buts about it you know like i said you know uh, earlier as well you know these ideas okay they didn't come from you know some intern in some back room at three o'clock in the morning who had an epiphany okay this is all from based on our feedback from the forums our emails our tweets and the list goes on you know and and they just said you know what guys this is this is uh the the community is talking and we need to listen so we're going to push this out as fast as humanly possible and i believe they have been doing that i believe they've been working diligently Here's one thing I'm not too keen on, okay? On, on point number five here, it said, for guild, for guild members and masters, you will not be able to transfer your guild as a whole to your new server. Instead, you will need to reform it. Now, what I don't like about this is my experience with Rift in the past when that exact thing was instituted. Now, Lou, do you remember what happened, right, with the old knights? When yes. They... Okay. Oh, yes. What a nightmare. <laughs> that destroyed our guild right it did it did this is the only negative thing that i see right off the bat the rest of this you know some of this is some of this sounds great some of this sounds a little negative but it really depends on how it's implemented what was was their only other choice was to what say you can't transfer guilds at all and yeah and i'm glad you said that dave because that was the, the next thing i wanted to bring up is even though i don't like this i don't really think they had a choice either so, well, some people—it's uh, no, just some people posting suggestions in the forums. Like, look, if anything, at least give the guildmaster the power to keep the guild with him or her, move to the new server that they want to go to, and give everyone else who's in the guild the message pop up saying, "Look, you know your guild has transferred to this server, right? You know, do you wish to transfer there as well?" You know, a little thing like that goes a long way to keeping people informed. Saying, "Hey, you know, maybe you have players who were away at school, away on vacation, all right, yeah. or maybe for whatever real life purposes they were away for a bit, but they said, you know, they they came back, all right, and now they realize, oh, where is everybody? Now they have a window saying, hey, your guild moved to this server, your GM, the rest of your guild is there. All Could right, you imagine? You yeah." Like coming back from a vacation, your guild, you're kicked out of your guild, apparently. You look through your friends list, all your friends are no longer friends with you. Not knowing that it's because they all agreed to move to a higher pop server. Yeah. Could you imagine that, that feeling of coming back with nothing? Well, I, was in, <laughs> I was playing in Rift, and the guild I was in, I didn't play a certain character for, I don't know, three weeks. When I came back in, I got the notice that popped up saying, so-and-so moved this guild to so-and-so server. Go here to transfer this character to that server and rejoin them. Yeah, but that's what, what that would be a nice thing to have in, in SWOTOR. Exactly. Right, right. And, uh, and so people were bitching about the... I'm sorry, did I say... All right, it's complaining. Oops. <laughs> Let me rephrase that. I think we're some good. People, I think we're good. <laughs> so people were complaining, oh, I don't want to... Tra- or why should I be forced to transfer? No one said about forcing a transfer... Bioware has always said they were not going to force the transfer, but to appease or to actually help guilds, give that guild member the option to go anyway. Okay, the guild moves, you keep your guild on that new server. You're not forcibly moving characters who haven't been on in a while or, you know, for whatever reason haven't done it. 
you still give them the message, say, look, this is where they've gone. If you still wish to remain a part of this guild, you have to go to the server. Otherwise, you know, that's it. You're ungilded. You don't right. have a guild tag over your head. But you're still on your same server. If you want to rejoin your, new, your guys on that new server, you're more than welcome to. If you want to stay here, Bioware didn't move you just because your guild moved. All right, they didn't forcibly move you because your guild moved. But the fact that, you know, give the GM the option to bring that guild over without having to reform it in the first place. And that's, we, the, the instance that Dave brought up about being on vacation and coming back, finding out your guild moved, like, that's, that's what happened to, to a bunch of our guildmates in Rift with the old knights. They, we moved and a whole bunch of us were actually on vacation. They came back and we never actually reconnected with them. Once we moved right. from Alsbeth to whatever server that was. No, we moved to Alsbeth. It was we to Alsbeth? I thought it was from. Yeah, yeah we moved to Alsbeth. Okay. Once we moved to Alsbeth, that that destroyed the guild because uh, it, you know we couldn't get the word out fast enough. Right. And then you know it just it didn't work out. Um, unfortunately, and we never got to reconnect with some really awesome, some really awesome guildmates, right? And yeah. you know, it was just because we knew each other in game. They were great gamers, and we never, you know, connected uh, emails. So, I mean, how many how many of your email addresses do you have for your guildmates? <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, so we just never got in touch with them again. And, and eventually, our guild lasted maybe like a, a month, month and a half. And then it folded. We just we couldn't get it going again. Right. We we limped on. Yeah. So that that's a you know a point that disturbs me a lot. The fact that you know you have to reform, you have to start all over again with the guild, mm-hmm. and quite possibly deal with you know the guild name being in conflict with another one. All right. That's always a danger. Oh man. Okay. Um. Now the name transfer, the name changes. Okay. Again, I'm not knocking Bioware, but again. You know which game does this the best way? Star Trek Online. Okay? Their names there are account-based. Meaning your name is attached to the rest of your account name, which isn't displayed. <laughs> okay? Or can be, depending hey, on what you want. Hang on. Hang on. Wait one second. I, I understand you're making a really cogent point here, but you have got to be the single person I've... The first person I've ever heard tout praises to Star Trek Online. <laughs> <laughs> that's because Lou is that fair just, that dawned on me too <laughs> I, I actually I gotta hear this point Lou please I want to hear it okay um, one of the few things that MMO got correct okay is the fact that names are account based kind of like all right, for ease of use World of Warcraft all right, Blizzard what does Blizzard have Battle.net. You have a Battle.net account name. So figure, you know, you have Ivarwin, but at, and the rest of his account name. Okay, now this is something that can be displayed, okay, or not displayed, depending on how you set up your browser window. But then that allows multiple characters to have the same name, because guess what? It's Ivarwin at whatever. You know, Joe the Widget at whatever. Okay. So basically, this, when you were on a different server, you could still get in contact with that person. Right. You know, yeah. a lot of people complain about that because they're, oh, well, I just want to do slash R. No, 
Well, how about you just right-click on the name and just use the little drop-down box and just reply to. That works, too. It takes just as long. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, again, and that allows for, multiple, for lots of players to have the same names and to keep the same legacy names. If you make it account-based as opposed to just strictly character-based, you know, it, it just makes life a lot easier, quality of life a lot easier for these players. Because, again, if you tout legacy as one of your biggest features of your game, and yet you force people to change their legacy names because of this conflict, all right, you've given them you know, a hand up, but then your foot's swinging to kick their feet out from under them again. Well, additionally as well, like I don't know what what the answer for for the legacy thing is either because you know, <laughs> I think what they have is is basically just common sense. Uh, I mean, uh, you know, if you if you're transferring, let's say you have multiple characters across multiple servers. And server A, which you are transferring your alts to, has a higher level legacy. You transfer those alts over to that to server A, you keep your legacy. If server B happens to be where your higher level characters are, and you want to transfer them over to a server where your alts are, you you bring them over. Okay, all of a sudden now you're going from you're you're transferring your legacy from server B over to A. Now you have to change your legacy name. Now, if your legacy name has not been picked, you could just retype in the same legacy name and boom, you're good to go. If your legacy is already chosen, if your name legacy name is already chosen, you're going to have to find another one. That stinks. But knowing how that works, maybe you can sort of, you know, prop yourself to sort of plan around that if you feel like moving. But additionally, you know, I don't know what other way would have been appropriate other than that. I mean, it's just, it's kind of like common sense while being fair to everybody. I, yeah, if you have to change your name, that that really stinks. And I'm, I'm attached to my name. If I have to change my name, and I, I may have to, I'm not going to be right. happy. But I also have to walk into this understanding that this is a server transfer. You know, um, someone might have my legacy name and I'm just going to have to suck it up. And, you know, Lou, as you say, the game isn't built for me. You know, <laughs> right. you know that other guy that has the Lightbringer legacy on, on that other server got there first. You know, what am I going to do? I can't tell him to, to, to change his name. And, you know, like I'm, I'm coming newly onto, onto that person's server. I gotta, I've got to conform. Or I can just stay where I'm at and be happy with my name. Right. Or, again, as we just talked about a couple minutes ago, change the coding, attach it to an account, and now everyone's happy. Everyone wins. Um, you know, so I, some of the technical limitations they've imposed upon themselves because of the way they coded things, and, you know, I, I would like them to continue to work on this. All right. Give players the option to get back to that. Because, again, you know, people have invested lots of time into the legacy, and you know, and just like you, they they get attached to the characters, they go attached to the names because that that's who they are, that's their character or characters. Yeah. Okay. You pretty much shot your players in the foot uh, by saying, "Well, yeah, yeah, you can transfer, but you know, this is the downside of it." Okay, giving giving it 
tying it to an actual account, your back to your account, keeps everyone happy, and it still, you know, allows the players to get the maximum amount of enjoyment. You know, it's use the service. Okay, why why dread a, a character or a server transfer? You know, when you know that hey, you're in no danger of losing any of your names because you know it's account based, so you'll be happy. Okay, people can still identify you as who you are. Your friends' guildmates should should mm-hmm. be able to. All right, so there's no excuse there, Bioware. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, again, I, I would like them to fix this. You know, work on that. Work these names back to the tights, back to the accounts. Not strict to the characters, okay? All right, so let's... If you want to tout Legacy as one of those great features, and it is, make it reflect that. Right. All Don't right. To that. Let's, um... Dave. <laughs> uh, Joe. Uh... <laughs> Joe, do you, is there anything else on here that you wanna you wanna call attention to, point out, shout out? No, not at all. No? Okay, I Dave, my piece. I'm good. Any kind of closing thoughts, guys? Because I, I think we I think we've kind of you know gotten to pretty much everything here. Ah, uh, no, um, good. Okay. I'm just glad it's happening. <laughs> okay, all right. Just keep in mind, guys. All right, uh, there there are going to be problems tomorrow. That that is a sure thing. Um, it looks yeah. to me like th- this this is going to do the job that it's intended to do. All right, we are going to get ourselves involved in a higher population on our server, and then 1.3 hits that LFG system comes out, boom, we're going to be able to start grouping up the way that we want to, the way that everybody wants to, and our communities are going to start, you know, thriving. That is that is my hope. That is my wish, and I am expecting i am expecting that to be quite honest i i don't know how that's not going to occur to be honest i think this is a solid plan also keep in mind this is the first version of this as well they're going to be releasing other things as well based on the issues that arise from this so please keep that in mind too all right um i think everyone did a great job joe i know you got to run i really appreciate your time hanging out with us and chatting some some tour always a blast hanging out with my boys it's it's uh it's definitely been good. And uh Joe, is there anything you wanna you wanna scream out, shout out before you before you gotta run? Nope. Just no? that thanks for having me on guys. It's always fun to, to chat. Nothing about Minecraft off the record, Minecraft off the record on Sundays and <laughs> Minecraft off the record is the bomb. <laughs> yeah, we've got a whole time with that show going on, guys. You gotta check it out. We're gonna have we're gonna be opening up a new server soon, hint hint. Ooh. And all kinds of goodies. <laughs> that show is growing leaps and bounds. We have the coolest community. Sweet, man. And then we got Elder Scrolls off the record coming up on Wednesday again. Oh, we do. We we absolutely do. All right. Uh, we're going to head over to the Jedi Archives. We're going to talk about The Gree. And Joe's going to run. So thanks a lot, man. Thanks for coming. And listeners, please hang out. we got Jedi Archives, The Gree coming up. And the fleet is inbound. Our contest winner ends your emails in just a few minutes. So hang out with us. Stay tuned. <laughs> What does it mean to be a Jedi, to hold all that power? Only history can tell and teach in the Jedi Archives. Welcome back.
Welcome back, everyone. Glad you're hanging out with us and stayed with us. We are in the Jedi Archives. Lore with Lou, the Lore Master. Oh, I miss Rob now. Oh, Rob. Oh, Rob. <laughs> Rob. I'm Rob, Rob, I know you're listening. I'm happy for you, but you suck that you're gone. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you said it, too, because, yeah, Rob. Awesome, man. Congratulations. You suck. You anyway. suck. You suck. <laughs> Lore Dude, Rob, we miss you. We miss our Lore Dude. However, if I have to go the rest of my life without our Lord Dude, I am I am happy to walk this path with our Lore Master Lou. And Lord here we are <laughs> with the Gree. <laughs> now that everyone has a tear in their eye. <laughs> oh, Rob. Rob. Congratulations, Rob. Congratulations, Rob. <laughs> Dear. All right. All right. All right. All right. The Gree. The Gree. The Gree. The Gree. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. <laughs> All right, agree. <laughs> I'm better. Something I'm better. Back. I'm better. I'm better. It's just it's my eye. I'm better. Meanwhile, Dave is standing there, all stalwart. He's like, he's a jerk. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> Can I have his Dave's chair? Good. Good. Can I have his chair? <laughs> I moved up in rank. By the way, uh, the Star Wars Off the Record show is now hiring for a host guys. <laughs> Five seconds, and we're already... <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll give Liz Rob's agonizer. <laughs> Good God. <laughs> All right, so the gray. The gray. The gray. One of the most oldest races in the Star Wars universe. And one of the nice little quotes I found on them was... They refer to themselves as the most ancient and forgotten days. So who are the Gree? The Gree were a six-tentacle race. Cephalopods. Fancy word for kind of like octopus. <laughs> they had gray skin, large, sad-looking puppy eyes. No, it's large, sad-looking eyes with tall foreheads. All right, they had an... Uh, Attractive. Yeah. Hey, it gets even better. An immense brain sack. Ew. Which flopped behind their heads. All right, look, know, this is a family right show, now. Lou. All right, you want to yeah, relax? I know, I know. <laughs> Hang on, let me, let me pop this down to Disney rating. Hang on one second. There was no visible mouth present on their faces. Though it was thought that multiple fleshy folds beneath their eyes served the vocal communication needs. This now, that worse. thought, that image in your head, uh, <laughs> I'm having some really disturbing thoughts myself. This is the dirtiest <laughs> show we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> Now that every gynecologist that listens to this show is thinking about work, can we please move on? Gosh, yes. All right. The Greek possessed multiple tentacles with each holding a particular function. The first pair served as manipulators, another pair as heavy grippers, and the third pair as ambulators. Okay. Now, the last pair was used to help a green move about its environment where it could look like it was a, a shambling mound of gray flesh. And the green never grew meh, taller than maybe a meter, meter and a half in terms of height. Now, the big thing about the green is that this advanced species is noted as being one of the oldest civilizations and one of the most ancient in the galaxy. Right? Much of their own history was shrouded to the green themselves, meaning it's, they're so old, they've forgotten a lot of their own things. Wow. Right? They don't even know, remember their own origins. That's how old they are. Okay? Uh, most scholars, however, believe that the Gree developed on their own homeworld of Gree hundreds of thousands of years before the Galactic Republic was even founded. 
okay? So if, if you take that into context, all right, you figure when we get to the Star Wars universe where you have New Hope, all right, you know, here's a famous quote from Ben Kenobi, for over a thousand generations, the Jedi Knights served, you know, peace, garden of justice, all right? So what, what's a generation to us? 25 years, all right, a thousand generations, 25,000 years. So you figure several hundred thousand years before that, the Gree were out and about, mucking around the galaxy, doing their own thing. Wiping their tentacles on, on their faces. and <laughs> Yes, and doing horribly undescribable things that we don't want to get into at this moment. <laughs> <laughs> Playing around with their fleshy folds. <laughs> Flapping their... Never mind. Never uh, mind. <laughs> <laughs> so, following their long period of evolution, it was thought that they had developed some form of hyperspace technology whereupon they moved to explore the stars. All right, now this ties into... That new flashpoint we're getting after 1.3, I believe, ancient hypergates. All right, this is where this all ties into. All right, the Gree were the ones who developed that technology. All right, and that's where you see it um, on some of these worlds. Okay. All right, now uh, let me just stop you there for a second. The ancient hypergates, right? Mm-hmm. That's part of the new content that's coming out eventually. Yes. That, that was part of the, uh, you know, part oh, of the it's E3 a, it's announcement. the war zone. Yes, that's one of the new war zones. I'm sorry, yes. Yes, yes it is. Yeah, the flashpoint, I think, is Terror from Beyond. Okay, gosh, so much stuff going on with the tour. It's so yeah, much it's, information. It's been a lot. But yeah, yeah that's one of the uh, new PvP uh, zones, all right, where you're vying for control, okay, uh, trying to wrest control from the Nash Republic. Oh, I'm sorry, Sith side coming out again. Stop that. <laughs> All right. We're trying to wrest control of these ancient gates uh, from the opposite faction. And that was those were supposedly created by the Gree. Yes, okay. because this is how they moved uh, from place to place amongst the stars. And, you know, they, uh, I guess for a better analogy, if people are familiar with Stargate. I was just going to say, in no way does this sound like Stargate. No, of course not. <laughs> no, not at all. Not at all. <clears throat> but, yes, that's how they moved around. Now, With Richard Dean Anderson. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> or we could go back to the Kurt Russell movie. Okay. <laughs> the original movie for that. Now, the Gree, all right, their planet was supposedly out in the Outer Rim, and their civilization flourished from around 100,000 years before the Battle of Yavin. Okay. And it was at this time, this is where they reached their cultural apex. Right, around the same time as, hey, look at that, the Columni. Hmm, we see them in the game as well. All right. At this point in time, they share the galaxy with other races, uh, most notable being the Celestials, the Kwa, the Sharu, the Tong, and eh, the first humans. All right. Now, again, <clears throat> by the time we get to the Republic, they're noted as one of the oldest species in the galaxy, and they had a reputation for their bizarre and wonderful technology. However, their glory days had ended thousands of years before the uh, rise of the Republic, with much of the history having been forgotten, laid off to the wayside to be lost, along with the, their great achievements lost even themselves. Okay? Now, the majority of the Gree, you know, they lived in seclusion within the territory. And, you know, it was called the Gree Enclave. It was a mid-sized region of space that was carefully isolated from outside contact. 
while they were being known as isolationists, they were also known, well known for being uh, some of the best engineers and artisans in the galaxy. Okay. Right. Now, a lot of their technology was developed thousands and thousands of years ago and was extremely alien to anything known by modern eras. And what I mean by that is by the time we get to the time, uh, the time frame of the, new, of the old republic. Okay. Again, remember, let's go back. They're so old already by this time. Uh, what they have just definitely outshines anything that the Republic and Empire, who you know, who are the dominant forces in the galaxy, uh, by a long shot. Okay, they've surpassed everything that's out there now in the Tor time frame. Right at their peak, they had mastered stellar engineering, quantum technology, dimensional engineering. Okay, that's that helps explain why they can build their hypergates. And move from place to place. Um, I am trying to remember one of the references to where these gates, these hypergates, not only can they move from planet to planet, but they could move from maybe a planet to a ship, which is anywhere they wished. Okay. Wow. So, so these guys it, were literally making like personal wormholes at some point. Yes, exactly. That's exactly wow. how they, to where it didn't necessarily have to take them stellar system to stellar system. They could move from a planetary body to a space station, from a planetary body to a spaceship, okay, and so forth. All right, that's how advanced they were. And believe me, something like that clearly outshines whatever the Sith Empire can build and whatever the Galactic Republic can build at this time. And even when you get to New Hope and even the extended universe novels, okay, mm-hmm. they have yet to catch up to that. As such, you know, their old technology in existence is just so far beyond anything – the Republic or Empire at this time can't hope to even touch. Right? And a lot of it, it can be described as, you know, it's devices that emitted musical tones when they were operated. Likened to the fact that, you know, these instruments had to be played. All right. You had to get a rhythm or you had to know uh, the finesse of how to operate their equipment. Well, being that they also had six arms, you know, six arms. That could that could yeah, make also things complicated, and yeah, it certainly could help to flesh out those complications. <laughs> right, and, and this is one of the stumbling blocks that people in the galaxy have at this time, trying not only to just understand it, but just even try to operate it. It's the fact that you know it's such an alien technology where it has to be felt, played, and it should helps if you have like maybe four more appendages <laughs> to help you keep up <laughs> with their equipment. Right. On another level, you know, their society, at its height, had four castes. So they were a caste-based society. They had researchers who produced new devices. They had crafters who manufactured them. The operators who, obviously, they worked those devices. And the administrators who ran the government. Now, each caste was just further divided into several guilds and so forth. And each world in the Greek enclave was ruled by a council of guildmasters. And the Greek had a habit of marking their foreheads with hieroglyphic tattoos to denote their caste and rank. Now, as time progresses, time goes on. As with any society, you know, it may take an eventual downturn, which happens with the Greek. So over time, the society became apathetic, with the operators and administrators concerned only with maintaining the cultural purity and keeping what devices they could still understand in operation. Oh. One of the side notes I had found interesting here is that the engineering cast uh, uh, 
actually a research cast became the dominant one because they're the ones building all these great, wonderful things. And being a cast society, what happens? What could happen? Hey, the ones who develop this kind of technology, you know, have this kind of power, hold on to it. Right? And maybe tend to dominate, uh, you know, and overrule the other casts. And this is what happens, and which is what leads to their downfall. All right? And over time, as I just mentioned, you know, their apathy just gets the better of them, and they slowly start to fade uh, from dominance and fade from the galaxy itself to where now it's only a small enclave that exists now within the time, you know, the old Republic time frame within the galaxy. So that's the grid in a nutshell. There's a lot more out there. Uh, I tried to bring the most important points I could, but they do have a lot of information. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yes. This condensed version was, was quite a bit in and of itself. Great. Um, I just, you know, I just want to say, uh, you know, Lou, great job. You know, once again, I was able to kick back while you, you know, give us our, our history lesson here and I'm sipping on my coffee and just enjoying every, every ounce of this and <laughs> loving it. <laughs> the chat room though has been, has been, uh, going on, um, <laughs> announcing your name in replacing, uh, <laughs> what, what, what are you guys doing, Dave? You, <laughs> <laughs> we've been we've been doing Chuck Norris jokes. Chuck Norris jokes, but Replacing with Lou the name. because you know he's Superman. He's like he's our uh, you know he's he's our he's our he's our Chuck Norris of the QGN cast because he's yeah. you know he protects America. That's what he does. That's what he does. And so, uh, we got one here. Uh, Lou and Superman once fought each other on a bet. The loser yeah. had to wear his underwear on the outside. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Luke can start a fire by rubbing two ice cubes together. Luke can drown a fish. <laughs> Luke, can, <laughs> Luke can cut a hot knife with butter. Lou, this is the best one. Lou is the reason Waldo is hiding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and with that, <laughs> we move on to the fleet. <laughs> All right, guys, we're about to announce the winner. The winner of the Star Wars Off the Record SWOTOR Time Card Contest. Coming up in the fleet. (gasps) Stay tuned. Here it comes. Welcome to the fleet. Oh, Lord, Lord Vader. We would be honored if you would join us. And welcome back, everyone. Here we are at the fleet. Your emails, iTunes shoutouts, retweet shoutouts, and today, the winner of our SWOTOR Game Time Time Card will be announced. Guys, what should we do first? Emails or contest? Emails or contest? We know everybody's looking forward to the contest. Are they? So I think we should... Yeah, of course. I mean, come on. Who who wouldn't want to hear who's winning a free game code courtesy of 
you know, our, our very lovable and amazing friend. <laughs> yes, I know they're all eagerly anticipating this. So I say, let's do the mail. <laughs> I say we do the mail first. Yes. <laughs> uh, so we do the mail first. <laughs> I have to heartily agree, guys. After the mail, we will bring you <laughs> like like a like a terrible interview on that that nighttime news show that you watch they're going to interview that celebrity and you can't wait to see it we're going to hold it off to the very end and only keep it for five seconds (laughs) (laughs) i can't tell you how many times i've had my adolescent moments dashed when i heard that you know so-and-so news was was going to interview jillian anderson from the x-files gives us updates on on her on her character scully and why she's wearing that lacy thing and i'm like oh i can't wait Five minutes before the show ends, I'm ready to drum my skull into uh, my coffee table, and there she is. She pops up. Hey, guys, I'm Jillian Anderson from The X-Files, and oh, by the way, uh, watch the show. Okay, thank you very much. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Actually, met her in person. What? You did? Yeah, her and ah! uh, Chris Potter. No, shut up, Dave. Really? <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I, I met, the first I met was Chris Carter. At a Star Trek convention. Yes, I admit I went to a Trek con, okay? Um, <laughs> Wait, hold on. Hold on. Hold, hold the emails for a second. All right, this I got to hear. All right, so you met Jillian Anderson. Like, when was this? When did this happen? Was the show actually on? Uh, Yeah, I think it was the second season. Oh, my God. No. You, son of a... You really? Yes. <laughs> but as I was saying before, I met Chris Carter first. Uh, oh, whatever. Before the series debuted, he was actually at a convention <laughs> in the city, and he was plugging the X-Files. He's actually walking amongst on the floor, and uh, we were passing by the area that they were setting up uh, before we went to the actual room itself. Hey, what's going on? Like, we, you know, we went up to him and said, hey, what's, what are you doing? <laughs> like, so what are you plugging? <laughs> oh, um, you know, new show uh, called the X-Files. Oh, okay. What's it about? <laughs> oh, my God. Dude, I would have been all over that like you wouldn't believe like i just embarrassed myself now it would have been 10 times worse because back then i was i i was 15 years old you would have had to pry me off of her leg like like a like a horny puppy on its owner's leg i mean it would have been like just embarrassing (laughs) stains and all (laughs) and do you think we should give her on the show we probably could couldn't we just send her an email say hey we're from uh, you know Star Wars off the record, we want you to come and talk about Star Wars. And Dude, yeah, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to do that. You don't want to do that because you think it was embarrassing when when we had Maluka on. I think it's embarrassing now, but we're just going with- <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't be the same because she's changed so much since then. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, she's not. I'm not. I'm not into her like I used to be. You know, back B- then. S. If you met her today. You would fall to your knees and cry. Yeah, I would. <laughs> but it would be over, you know, what used to been, what used to have been versus what is now. <laughs> you know, Ivaro would cry because you know he he would try to recapture that memory and go, "It's still nice." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then you know, if I could use my my force power, say, "Well, Ivarwin, this is when I 
which he was back then. Hang on, let me let me share that experience with you. <laughs> oh God, dude. Let me. Oh man, I I I still love her, but it's it's not the same. It's not the same. Um, but man, dude, that that would have been. I wish I was standing next to you at the time because that would have been it for me. That would have been what a great moment. Jillian Anderson of the X Files, <laughs> as as she as she was. <laughs> Yes. Oh my God. yes. What would she call the the thinking man's crumpet? Oh, God, she was indeed. All right, look, uh, this is horrible, and I, you know this is getting to the point where I may have to edit this. But <laughs> <laughs> look, emails, and then you know, off topic, Jillian later. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> email number one comes from Chris M. And he says, hello, my name is Chris. I live on West Coast up in Olympia, Washington, and have always been worried of trying an East Coast server while being on the West Coast, considering I'm running a two-year-old Alienware laptop that sometimes lags. I simply would like input on how bad my latency would be if I tried to play on your server. I would just like to hear your guy's opinion. Thanks, Chris. All right, um, Dave. Since since Can you're, I go you're at this? yeah, could you please? Because <laughs> I mean, I could give this guy you know my answer, but my answer is going to be okay. based on my experience and not technical know-how. Um, I again, I actually I'm a networker by trade. That's what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, really, if someone is saying that they're having a problem with lag. And they're in their country, even if it's on the opposite side of it. It's difficult for me as a networker to look at a computer that's between, you know, brand new and three years. If that computer's lagging, it's probably not your network, no matter where you are in America. Um, now, I shouldn't say this for every server. You, I really do recommend you pick the closest server because that will give you the least latency. But it's so minimal that I can't see it being reasonable to say you shouldn't play on a server. You know, if you're on East Coast, don't play on a server from West Coast. No. If you're in America, you're in the same country as your server, you're probably going to be okay with network latency. Now, this is going a little bit deeper. Seeing as how you said it was a little bit of an old laptop... Laptops, first off, are not going to have the best gaming support, even if they are gaming laptops. They're quickly, quickly, quickly outdone by new games, new software that's coming out. So right off the bat, I'd say I recommend a PC for, you know, your quickest gaming. But as it goes with your network... If you're having immediate bad latency, it could be how big your bandwidth is. Now, me personally, I'm a networker, so of course, at my house, you'd expect me to have one wonderful network, right? right. No, there, there's not a, a tech guy in the world who doesn't have... Okay, if you think you have bad problems, look at a tech guy. There's a reason why he got in the business. Um, I think we're experiencing I, <laughs> some of those lag issues now from you. <laughs> oh, you are? A little bit, a little bit. But no, keep going. You're you're good. Okay. You're, good. Um, you're stuttering like a 15-year-old exactly, Darwin over a Jillian Anderson picture. 
see. Well, <laughs> that's exactly what I what I'm talking about. Oh um, your latency. First off, I would not worry about East Coast West Coast servers until you're sure that first off your hardware is up to where it should be, and your network is where it should be for your best bandwidth to play the game. Um, again, if you're playing a game like it, basically any MMO or possibly single player games, which nowadays require you to be online, <clears throat> Diablo, um, <laughs> I'd recommend making sure that your only major upload or download occurring at any one time is the game itself. I know this is painful for me, and I live with lag when I have to watch my Monk episodes while playing D3. That's just me. Hmm. Well, <clears throat> um, Chris is is in our chat room, and uh, we just want to thank Chris for for sending us the question. Dave, thank you for your your expert um, your expert opinion and answer on that. Um, Good stuff, good stuff, and like you know, like I said, I, I could have answered it, but it would have been based on my my single experience alone, which would have been very close to, you know, what my assumption would have been, you know, similar to what you had said. Let me take this a step further and ask: What if you're from, you know, the states and you're playing on a server from Australia and vice versa? Would there be, you know, difficult lag that you have to work around in in that scenario, or? You're always going to get a lot more lag when you're playing outside of your own country. Um, now, I know that's difficult to understand if you're a network guy like me, because let's face it, America's network is some of the slowest in the world. But there, you're going to crash into a lot of intercontinental exchange when you're when you're dealing with hey i need to talk to to this um i'm i'm in america i want to talk to a european server let's say well then you have to worry about dealing with other traffic moving in between where your best case scenario would be if you're on the east coast grab an east coast server if you're on a west coast grab the west coast server but if you want to, if you want to stick with friends, this is the same thing I said earlier. I really cannot stress enough that if you're having bad latency issues, even crossing over from East Coast to West Coast, I highly recommend checking out what's going on other than the server that you picked. Because if you can't play because of lag from one to the other, it's probably not the servers that are causing the problem. Um, chat room is is heckling me right now, saying uh, they're emailing me pictures of Jillian Anderson and that I'm never going to this time. I think it'd be awesome if you could pronounce Chris M's uh, handle name. <laughs> <laughs> um, look, I'll never turn down a Jillian Anderson picture. <laughs> Just saying, never turn one down. All right, uh, our second email comes from from Jason S. And Jason S. says, I have a level 50 Zabrik bounty hunter named Jarmo. I recently started to dabble in the immense reverse engineering system, and I must say, the information I found on it is a bit confusing. I know it's a very deep system, and you can get three different types of gear from one initial piece. I think it is. 
Do you guys have any tips for people delving into the system? Or could you take some time to explain the system and how it works exactly? I just wanted to write you guys and commend you on the awesome podcast you put out each week. You guys have kept me interested in and loving this game even more than I initially did. The bumpers you guys use are amazing. I love the one for the fleet. Keep up the great work, guys. Thank you all for providing me with hours of entertainment at work and on the road with your wonderful show. Your humble and loyal fan, Jarmo. So, Jarmo, also Jason S., we really appreciate this. Um, I can say, all right, that you, you, the, the more you reverse engineer, the better chance you have of, of getting, you know, schematics and plans, um, you know, for, for better versions of that. And when I use it on my Jedi, and I haven't gotten too far into it, um, but when I do use it, it's it's always it's always turned out to be the the time you put into it always is worth it, and you don't have to put a tremendous amount of time, at least for the lower stuff anyway. I can I could say that I don't know about the higher stuff. I'm sure the higher stuff you you put got to put more time in, but it, it, for me it always seems like the the time that I have put in and the kinds of schematics I've gotten has always been you know, a decent amount of time. It hasn't always been, you know, terrible or, or a terrible, you know, time sink. Um, Lou, do you have anything I can expand on that? Because my, my experience with this is also very limited as well. Well, there's not much I can expand either. I mean, I've only dabbled a little bit in crafting. Um, mm-hmm. For those of you who may not be familiar with, with, with how I play MMOs, uh, I hate crafting. <laughs> okay. I, no, it, it's just that... Uh, some MMOs, I've done it because I like the way this system works. Um, but with Star Wars The Republic, I freely admit, I mean, I, I, I haven't really tried much of it. Uh, so I'm not going to say I don't like it. It's just that I've had I have so much fun playing my characters that, I, yeah, I am guilty of letting crafting just totally fall off the wayside. Um, the gathering skills, however, I've always kept up, like the slicing, um, by now, so that I've always done, yeah. but going down to actually creating, like, uh, like my artifice actually creating the crystals, okay, or, or creating actual weapons or armor, armor max. No, I haven't done that. But all the gathering skills are up, are maxed out. But for the life of me, I, I just can't sit there and go, all right, let me, let me build this. No, I totally prefer to just go out and bash things, destroy things. Oh, yeah, I'm the same way. Yeah, and I have no problems uh, supporting the crafting community. You know, because I'll tell them, you know, hey, you know what? I have the mats. What's your asking price? So, unfortunately, this is one of the areas of the game where I, I don't have a lot to say. I can't contribute. Start, uh, you know, unfortunately. Um, but uh, <laughs> sorry, someone was good enough to uh, to link an old <laughs> picture of Jillian Anderson <laughs> in the chat room. And uh... <laughs> all right, Jillian, stop interrupting the emails. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is uh this is one of my favorites I'd have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen it before, of course. All right, we're just gonna put her over here and and her black lacy thing and <clears throat> uh scroll down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So let's go ahead and put that there. Um, Dave, I mean, what do you have? On this, I mean, oh, I, I know a lot about this. I've I've actually maxed out a few crafting professions. So why don't you speak up? Um, 
You're Lou's <laughs> dying over here. He's like, God, please, somebody segue away from me. I'm running out of ver- vocabulary words. <laughs> and you're like, I, totally I, I know. I, I like, I like listening to Lou. I'm, I'm one of those that sit around with my juice box and just listen to him. Um, <laughs> but you know, no one, you don't just interrupt Lou. You know what happened to the last guy that interrupted Lou? Oh no! Oh my! Here it comes. No one Brace knows. No one knows. No, no one knows. That's exactly what I'm saying. No one okay. knows what happened to the last guy, and I ain't gonna be that last guy either. Anyway, um, I'm sure Lou could tell us a story. Yes. <laughs> So, all right. So, Dave, I mean, what do, what do we have on this? Well, the first thing you want to know about reverse engineering is you start out with greens, right? Mm-hmm. So, the green being the lowest thing you can possibly play with that you can break down. Now, if you're capable, like, let's say I'm an artificer, right? So, I get a a green lightsaber crystal. Mm-hmm. That, and when I say green, I don't mean the color of the crystal itself, but the color of its name, its rarity. So I break it down. I have a percent chance to, to learn the better version of the crystal. So that'll bring me up to blue quality, which is now rare. I keep breaking down blue quality crystals. I have a chance now to learn purple quality, which is purple. <laughs> anyway, purple. <laughs> purple quality. And now there's some type of schematics that even have a fourth level above that now there are mods that you can get a a higher level which they call masterwork if i in if i'm yeah masterwork quality which are even higher than purple but they're they still are colored purple but they're even more exceptional more stats on them now there are other types of things like weapons, armor, that you can sometimes critically craft. Now, I recommend if you find a, a orange piece of armor, if you find a orange um, lightsaber and you're capable of making those, like let's say you have Artificer and you find an orange lightsaber, there's a chance you can break that lightsaber down and actually learn the schematic from it to be able to make another orange lightsaber. Or I believe you may have to make them to be able to break them down. Anywho, that's not the point. The point is is that you have a chance on certain orange weapons and certain orange um, armors. I think it's even blues and greens. If you critically make them, you have a chance. I believe it's a, a 1 in 10 chance or even less. You will get a extra slot on that item, which you can now put a special bonus modifier item within. Yes, the augment slots. Augment right. slots, exactly. So I really, really recommend playing around with this, especially when you max out your character <coughs> of Arwen to right. get the best <laughs> possible gear you can have. Hey, I'm getting there. Hey, I'm just telling you, the second I'm allowed to move on to that server, I think I have some some exceptional items to hand over to you. Oh, but Dave, you'll be trading with the Republic. It, it's fine, because uh, I I will bring him up to my level to slay him. I find killing... <laughs> yeah. I Thanks, will sir. aid in his progression, so that I may slay him in turn. Right. <laughs> uh, now... Dave, have you have you been seeing what's going on in the live stream here? 
I'm. Uh, I see the cleavage. Yes, I see the cleavage, and thank you. You see, you see. But I, I realize that you have my face, face. over hers, <laughs> and uh, I really don't want to see what's going on behind your screen. <laughs> I think I do believe that my pigtails yeah. actually help accentuate her uh, feminine right. form. Yeah, they do. They absolutely do. I've got uh, Dave's Dave's Skype picture. Over Jillian uh, Anderson's, you know, barely clothed uh, photo shoot over here, and uh, it's it's uh, it's not an improvement, but it's it's definitely entertaining. I disagree. I believe it is is quite the improvement. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I I promise you, at some point uh, when we end this podcast, we probably will act like thirty year old men um, <clears throat> that we are. But right now it's not happening. All right, <laughs> your your iTunes shoutouts and your retweet mentions are are all in hand. However, we are going to finally announce the winner of the game time card for Star Wars: The Old Republic. Okay, so the chat room's going crazy. All right, um, all right. So Dave, here's here's what we're gonna do. We we've got we've have we have our entrance. I'm, I'm not talking to you anymore. You called me thirty. I called. <laughs> well, you know what? For Lou, it was it was an improvement. For you, you had to bump up a little bit. <laughs> is that how it is? Um, Dave, you you have you you all prepared. <laughs> I, I have the number. Just, you made me roll a one d twenty, right? Or a one d twelve. Yes. And I, I have your number. So, what do you want me to do with the number? Okay. So, I'm going to explain exactly how how we're doing this. Okay. Um, okay. we, we have everyone, everyone who, who entered into, into our, our contest. Okay. We've, we've got, we've got all their information right here, right in front of me. All right. Dave, however, to add in that, 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 uh, random element into, into our contest. Okay. To make it fair for everybody, Dave has rolled a 1d12. That like when you see the Jedi temple. Right. <laughs> exactly, on Tython. That number we're going to plug into our extremely complicated mathematical algorithm, which is going to spit out the answer of the winner of the Star Wars Off the Record SWOTOR Time Card Contest. Now, Dave, what's that number? Are, do we really have like some like amazing computer to do this? Absolutely not. Like, <laughs> I, I'm totally picturing like the... The robot from uh, Forbidden Planet. Yeah, like uh, or Lost in Space. Yeah, yes. Danger Will Robinson. Robbie the robot. Danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I'm. I'm picturing it. He's like, your number is. He's like calculating it. Anywho, yeah. no. So you want the number? It's always 42. what I want you to do is live on air. I want you to roll again. Okay, I'm rolling again because this is the one that counts. The number wasn't as good. Okay. Well. <laughs> Well, it doesn't matter. You you actually rolled, did you not? Yes, I rolled. I okay. Rolled. All right. What's the number? It it may possibly be four. 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 The number four, as in one, two, three, four. Six, Quite seven, possibly, eight, nine, yes. Ten. Quite possibly. Okay. All right. Plugging in the code. Four is the answer, and our algorithm is going to spit out. 
Jamie Torres, you are the winner of the Game hey. Time Time Card. Jamie Torres. Thank you, everyone, for submitting your information. Thank you very much for participating. Jamie Torres, congratulations. We're going to email you back with the information on the Game Time Time Card. We're going to provide for you a picture. And we're going to type also the code itself. Um, so you get both proof and then the code. And uh, you will you will have that out to you by the end of the evening, I should say. Jamie Torres, the winner of the first ever contest for Star Wars Off the Record, has won the Game Time Time Card. Congratulations, awesome. Jamie Torres. Congratulations again, Jamie. Yes, and thank you to Fred for for providing the card for us and for for coming up with the with the uh, with the the contest. I wish he was here to to do this himself. Unfortunately, he decided to take a vacation. Yeah, how rude of him! Oh God, right? Ew! <laughs> okay, all right. Let's uh, let's get to the iTunes shoutouts and then and then finally uh, end our episode um, and finally give our our good listeners a a chance to talk badly about us behind our back. Okay, <laughs> from America, our iTunes shout-outs. We have Mennings, M-E-N-I-N-G-E-S, Mennings, and Gonzolo4, and Jace Baggins. Thank you very much for your support. Our retweet mentions, we'd like to thank, for those of you out there who have tweeted, retweeted us when we have asked you to this week, we want to thank Geekfro, Voyak, Jedi Kaiko FSUTJ CNC4FTW Gray Meese Kimaru137 Steve Forprez F-O-R-P-R-E-S Vector Parcel J.G. Oliver I am Alana Yoji Vauri, <laughs> Y O J E V A W R E E, Yoj Vauri, I believe. Um, Siler underscore twenty three thirty two, Lotter Lore, Mister Golden Lobster, Maximus Phoenix, DJ Dennis O U, and. Glinix, G-L-Y-N-I-X-X, Glinix. You guys are awesome. Thank you very much for supporting our show in the various ways that we we offer it to you. All right, a couple of things we want to go through first. Uh, we have uh, the radio survey we would like for you to fill out. You can find it on any one of our websites. And by the way, guys, we apologize in advance for the appearance of our websites. We're going through a major shift right now. We're still in the middle of that shift. We're going to try and, uh, you know, get through that this week. Um, you can find our radio survey at any one of our websites. Most notably as well, it is at questgamingnetwork.com. It is a icon of a microphone with a golden ring around it with a white background you click on that takes you approximately five minutes to fill that out and the feedback that we get from that is extremely important to us in uh, you know it's it's direct feedback from you 
and um, we're able to to take that and drop it into you know various different uh, spreadsheets and kind of like you know figure out where we should take certain things and and which trends to watch and so it's it's a, it's very important for us it's important for our advertisers and uh, we we look forward to to reading some of your comments as well. Um, I want to mention again the Save the Shire campaign. Go to savetheshire.com. Please uh, educate yourself on some of the abuse regarding trademark issues with the term the Shire from the Saul Zenz company, who is the owner of the, the Tolkien book franchise. Um, they are using bullying tactics against certain mom and pop shops from uh, other countries, and, and they want to trademark the word the Shire in which to gain, um, you know, put them out of business and, and keep it for themselves. Please go to savetheshire.com. The Middle Earth Network um, is is suing the Solzens company for their their uh, their uh, bullying tactics, and and we'd like to back them for that. Also, another service we provide is ten dollar mentions. Okay, you can go to one of our websites. All right, utilize the PayPal donation button and fill in the instructions as well. Uh, let us know what you would like to have shouted out. Ten dollars will get you what you want. All you have to do is just simply tell us what you would like heard over our shows, and we would be more than happy in which to shout out whomever or whatever you like. It it works for uh, you know commemorations. If there's a birthday coming up and you know someone's a huge fan of our network, of our shows, you can have them shout it out. We get a lot of questions uh, you know, for that. Um, works for podcasts, for blogs, you know, great stuff. We use it for, for other shows and and uh we don't mind shouting out your show either it's it's uh totally cool with us ten dollar mentions get you what you want over at our over our website you can go to questgamingnetwork.com certainly uh star wars off the record.com as well for that final thoughts guys wow i cannot wait till tomorrow um you know i i have nothing to regret about being on julio but you know i'm looking forward to the character transfer and hoping, not hoping, you know, I know it's going to be a good experience. Because I know we have friends there, and we're going to jump right in, and we're going to, well, as everyone I've been doing the past few days, we're just going to steamroll stuff now. <laughs> Indeed. And it's going to be great, and I want everyone to at least be, you know, give Bioware the time. Let's be patient about this, and let's all have a great time and, you know, Use this character transfer service to our advantage, and you know, rekindle that love for the game. You know, it's it's there, it's there. We just got to you know, just bring it out again. And Dave, first of all, Dave, thanks for coming on the show randomly. I really appreciate that. Oh, yes. it's nothing. You owe me. <laughs> <laughs> and your final thought. <laughs> My final thought is I really hope that tomorrow goes off without a hitch, and I prefer Catherine Zeta-Jones over the chick from the X-Files. You know she's going to be in Rock of Ages, that movie. Catherine Zeta-Jones? Yes. Oh, give me five minutes in a room with Catherine Zeta-Jones. And she will have the most depressing evening of her life. Wow. All right. (laughs) Sing! (laughs) Sing! I can't wait for tomorrow as well. It's gonna be it's gonna be a great time watching watching Dave get uh, you know uh, get all pissed off about server transfers and then additionally breaking Catherine Zeta Jones' heart. 
He will <laughs> be saying, he will be shouting, Foos Rota. The Foos Rota, yeah. He, Dave will be the only one to actually get the Foos Rota show into a customer ticket and have it go across on the other end. <laughs> my my favorite part is when the the uh, first page the uh, the fir- the story on on the newspapers comes out next week that uh, Catherine Zeta Jones has now broken up with her her husband for Dave. Well, then she won't be Catherine Zeta Jones Douglas. She'll be Catherine Zeta Jones Douglas Adams. D Enforce Adams. I was going to say Catherine Zeta Jones. D. <laughs> She'll be on the podcast going C A T H Jones. <laughs> All right, Elder Scrolls off the record. Please remember, Elder Scrolls off the record records seven p.m. Eastern on Wednesdays. Minecraft off the record records seven p.m. Eastern on Sundays. And Diablo, off the record, records 7 p.m. Eastern on Fridays. Dave, what's what's going on on Diablo this week? Any idea? Oh, man. We, we delved into <laughs> so much last week with uh, the Nephilim. Yes. And we're going to start taking off on that. Going to start getting into the Sin War. A lot of good lore coming up. I'm excited oh, about it. Nice. Nice. Sorry. Yeah. I heard an orgasm there. No, no. It's... it's uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I love Diablo Lord too. Oh my god, good stuff. I learned a lot that last show about the Nephilim. I definitely did. <laughs> All right, guys, how to reach us? Our website is StarWarsOffTheRecord.com. Our new portal site is QuestGamingNetwork.com. To visit our live show, go to LiveStream.com forward slash TheQuestShow. All of our all of our shows are broadcast from there live. Including this one. Uh, Star Wars off the record at gmail.com is our email. If you want to say hi, give us a story, or tell one of us uh, that we suck, you'll want to direct it there. Twitter. The show has a Twitter at Star Wars OTR. I have a Twitter. I am at Evarwin, E V A R W Y N. Lou is at GamerGuy11B, G A M E R G U Y 11B. Dave is at Dienforce, D-I-E-N-F-O-R-C-E. <laughs> and Joe is at author J.R. Wilson, author J.R. Wilson, A-U-T-A-U-T-H-O-R-J-R-W-I-L-S-O-N, author J.R. Wilson. And Fred is at Gorthinolor, G-O-R-T-H-Y-N-O-L-L-U-R, at Gorthinolor. Star Wars Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production in association with Middle Earth Network. I would like to say, everyone, listeners, thank you. Thank you for choosing Star Wars Off the Record as your tour podcast or one of the ones you like to listen to and download from week to week. Take care. Be safe. May the force be with you. Take care, everyone. Glad you enjoyed the show. Like to see y'all again next week. Lots of good stuff. Lots of good stuff. Boost Rota. And the fleet going in three, two, Barwin. What? Yeah. Barwin. What? Barwin. What? I got a tinkle. Go sit around the campfire and tell Lou stories. <laughs> Lou has a grizzly bear carpet in his room.
The bear isn't dead. It just is too afraid to move. Lou can slam a revolving door. Some eight-year-old outside my window gets a recorder from school today, and he's got to blow it outside in his backyard right when we're going to do a show. (laughs) This is your perfect time to go ahead and do exactly that. (laughs) Walk away and be like, there's no... Oh, and by the way, there's no Santa Claus. (laughs) 